0: This is an emergency broadcast from Radio Free Istvan. All Imperial forces stay away from Istvan 5, a force flooding in of a massacre on the Black Sands. Horus has revealed his hand and gathered yet more traitorous Primarchs to his side. Ferris Manus is dead. Bolton and Korax are missing. Stay safe, brothers, and stay away from the Istvan system. The Emperor protects.
1: I
2: need a new-
0: What's going on, Radio Freest Van listeners, and welcome to episode 65 of the Radio Freest Van podcast, a Horace Heresy 30K podcast. Now, we say that, but, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that isn't Horace Heresy 30K related, and we got some feedback this last week that people told us they weren't exactly happy that we (laughs) spawned off into a lot of industrial accident stories, but I just want to let you know right now, we're not changing a goddamn thing. So... (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, anyway, I have a good time doing this. Let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. My name is Michael. I got my co-host Derek right here next to me. Go say what's going on, Derek.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Derek. Go
0: ahead and say what's going on, Scott.
4: I am the off-topic banter cancer spreading through your ear holes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and of course powerful ryan kimmel Let's see what's going on ryan i'm
1: here to inform you that there's a fucking slidey bar at the bottom of soundcloud that you can just skip to the fucking parts of the show you want without having to leave little comments <laughs> there's
0: timestamps, people
1: Timestamps. stamps
0: <laughs> there sure are there sure as shit are you know when i
1: listen to other podcasts i'm like oh it's a musical break i don't really care for this musical break i just skip till after the musical break it's real fucking hard
0: the little the little arrow that does a circle that says 15 Push that a couple times right now.
4: Sometimes until it's the sometimes next podcast. When you have the dot Bettis. That's yeah. too much effort. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking when it. you're going into anaphylactic shock from too much Cheetos and Mountain Dew, you just can't seem to <laughs> fucking yeah, <you>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to get the motor skills to do. That, <laughs>
1: so. Also, you can have your money back. Just take your money back. <laughs> Give us your address. We'll mail it back to you. All, the, All money the money
0: you spent. sent in to this podcast, we'll send it right back to you. Money back guarantee every yeah. time. So anyway. Unless you're a patron, then we're keeping that shit. <laughs> 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 the, the,
1: the, the checks already spit. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> Didn't fine print, you we're we're part it. of
1: a pyramid scheme, so it's already gone. I mean, it was gone like three blocks of the pyramid ago. So we're we're using we can't y'all's pay Patreon for money.
4: sexual transition. If we just start giving back fucking Patreon donations, so
0: we're flipping y'all's Patreon money right over into fucking Miles Patreon, so we can get better painting. <laughs> <laughs> get painting, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic pyramid scheme You, you get people on so we, we can get on <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm glad we got all of that salt out of the air Because it needed to be cleared real quick <laughs> So what do we got on this episode for you guys? So, pretty simple episode. we got, at the beginning we got some intro and hobby progress That we'll be squeezing together uh, Y'all will like that, usually enjoy that We got some off banter topic, uh trigger warning uh that we will be talking about in that area. Um then uh we got some weekend plans we're gonna be talking about next weekend. Uh there's some games and stuff going down between two of the co-hosts that we need to, to discuss a little bit. Because I think they're gonna go all out. Uh but we'll get into that. We'll get, we'll just tease a little bit right now. Uh then we're gonna go over the Arcus, right? Arcus. Is that is that how Arcus. it's pronounced? Is it like I'd say? Sure. Arcus. But like it doesn't really seem like it seems like
4: that's probably a lazy like By stupid Americans name. like us, it's pronounced Argus. So So Aqua <laughs> ar- ar- <kwa. laughs> The Aqua. Ar- uh, aqua ar- It's the
1: it's <laughs> the uh Sakarin with the Scorpus Whirlwind turret on it. The Sakaran oh
0: the Sakaran aqua. Ar-
4: does it have let's, a Hebrew pronunciation? Arqua.
0: Let's make that. Let's make that a thing. Like let's I don't think any other podcast has discussed it so far. So I think we can get on the get on the train real quick. I mean, so if we can spread that it's pronounced Arquah.
3: I was just the, gonna mm, call it the Secorpius, but <laughs> the Scorp.
0: <is a> <laughs> so anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and go over some of the Sakaran Arqua stuff. Uh, then we got Three lists that we're going to go over. We got a 3,000-point Reaping Death Guard list, a 2,500-point Reaping Death Guard list, and a 3,000-point Bloody Claws Space Wolves list. So it's going to be a good show. I think, gonna be, I think we're going to have fun. Uh, a lot of you guys are slacking. We didn't get any voicemail this week, so fuck all y'all. And um, no industrial accident stories this week. So.
3: Fuck, we need to make content then.
0: Yeah, so we got to squeeze some horse heresy bullshit into this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let's go ahead and start with you scott how was your week buddy i heard heard some heard you were doing things my,
4: my week was great man i was on vacation all week i went to the the smoky mountains of gatlinburg tennessee which i believe i aptly described to you as like a if you're white trash like me, it's like Las Vegas, and it was great, you know? If your mother ever smoked Virginia Slims, then you probably... No, no, no. You're
1: talking Run. about Branson, Missouri, sir. Branson, Missouri is the white trash Las Vegas. I don't I don't know what Gatlingburg is, but...
4: Well, hey, man. You got to get your life. You got to get your <laughs> life straight. It's like probably like Branson, but they have a insane population of black bears there. So you have black bears running through the trash and attacking people. It's awesome. Small no, gangs man. of uh, black
0: bears control the inner city. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there are so many black bears in those. And I heard this stat on a tour bus, so it must be true. But there are so many black bears in the Smoky Mountains National Park that there's enough for there to be two black bears per every square mile.
1: Oh, shit.
4: So, yeah, it sounds a lot impressive. of record. To me. So if
1: you go hiking there... You better take some bear spray. Yeah, so yeah. Perhaps don't.
4: Perhaps don't go by yourself in the dark. <laughs> else, yeah. you know, I don't know.
0: You'll be <laughs> on that four one one list like some fucking mystery. <laughs> he went walking when, by himself. If you're going up, if you're saying you don't really like your mother-in-law or wife or whatever. You
1: just tie some stakes around their neck and like take them hiking, and then you know get separated.
0: Right, separated. Did you fill yeah. my pockets with honey? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are these Ziploc bags of honey? I just make sure you're not going to get hungry on your hike. So,
4: you go to the top of a mountain there, there's a there's like Gatlinburg and then there's a like a miniature theme park at the top of one of the mountains. And the tram only runs certain hours of the day, and they warn you when they get to the top, "Hey, you have to be on this tram back at this time because if you're not like it's not going to come back up for you. You're going to have to walk down. And he's like, it's like a, it's like a 45 minute walk or a five minute bear chase, depending on <laughs> what you your luck's looking like
0: that day. So. That's a 10 mile walk, son. That's at least eight bears. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> you you're go. not outrunning a bear anyway. They run like 35 miles an yeah, hour. They
4: run, they run 30 30 miles an hour. Climb trees really well. and swim really well. So if he have, wants to get you, have you ever getting? Guys, have
0: you ever seen a bear climb a tree? Like, real quick, I know I hate to derail you like this, but have you ever seen a bear climb a tree? Guys, if you're listening to the podcast right now, go YouTube bear climbing tree. Like, you would think that that fat little bear can't make it up a tree. No, dude, they haul ass. It's like, and they're up. Like, it's the scariest shit. Just go YouTube that right now. Sorry, sorry for derail. It's like guys
4: watching guys. a slinky go up a tree. It's fucking <laughs> nuts. It's they move. Like. You ever seen that
0: shit? Yeah, <laughs> not, I, I'll take care of
1: you. Have you he's, seen the video of the guy in the in the tree stand and the fucking bear tries yeah. to come up with his tree stand? What happens is he's in a tree stand and there's baby bears and he's trying to like not fuck with the babies because then mama gets pissed. Well, they hear him or smell him or whatever. So when the mom smells him. She scares that she, her response is to run her own cubs up a tree. So she runs the cubs up the fucking tree that he's in. And then (laughs) she gets pissed that he's with babies. (laughs) So then she's trying, so he's in this fucking tree stand with a fucking body cam or whatever, like kicking this black bear in the face. It's just trying to eat (laughs) his legs coming up through the fucking. It's pretty funny. It's on YouTube. Yeah,
0: I just, just I just pulled up a bear, a, a tree stand bear video for Derek to watch so he can fully appreciate how fast they get up this tree cuz you're just fucked. Like they're apex for a reason, man. Yeah, oh, and yeah. just so people know, we uh they covered
1: this on Joe Rogan the other day or maybe Fire and the Kid, they looked up like they were talking about how fa- like if you could outrun whatever and they looked up how fast Usain Bolt runs. Oh, so you, Usain yeah. Bolt. Runs, he runs 26 miles an hour. So, yeah. Just just so oh. so the fact that bears run 30 uh you're fucked like i mean even if you're usain bolt they're going to catch you and i <laughs> promise you that nobody listening to this episode as usain bolt so
4: no. wow, no, we're all <laughs> i, I had there. this moment where like it up there on on the top part of that mountain they had a wildlife like preserve where you could go and see them you could like they lived in a habitat and black bears are a lot smaller than like when you think of grizzly bears or polar bears, like they're not, they're not as big as those. And I'd been day drinking all day long. So (laughs) I get up there and I'm like, I'm swaying to and fro. And, you know, I'm, I'm having a pretty good time and I'm looking at this bear and it's probably, you know, like six foot tall, something, maybe seven feet tall. If it stood on its hind legs and I'm kind of looking at my wife, I'm looking at this bear. I'm like, I could take that bear. I could fuck <laughs> that. Bear, then I right? then five reality <laughs> closes in behind me and I'm like, I gotta stop drinking down <laughs> <laughs> like that.
0: what would you like what would you what would be your first mode of like mode of attack? Like
4: how are you even What I think what would happen or what would happen?
0: Like what are you doing? There- like let's say you're in your drunk state again and this bear decides to come at you
4: on all fours. What do you Throw you up doing? in his eyes. That's what I would Throw do. Up Throw eyes? up in his eyes? Throw up in his
0: eyes. You can work up a puke that quick?
4: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> bet I I can if a black bear starts at me.
1: Are <laughs> you going to be like fucking Charlie from Always Sunny when he eats the blood caplets?
4: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would just, just projectile Bobby blood all over him.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like one of those dinosaurs from fucking, <laughs> one of those dinosaurs from Jurassic Park and just spits well, fucking vomit.
4: What would actually happen is I would turn around and run and, because I know I'm not faster than a black bear, but I know I'm faster than my wife. <laughs>
0: so,
4: <Yep>. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's unequivocal. It's <laughs> unequivocal.
0: Who was that? I that mean, I weird. guess, I
1: guess if you literally, I mean, you're you're probably done. Like you're pretty much fucked if that scenario ever happens, especially if you don't have any yep. weapons. I guess the best you could hope for was just try to eye gouge. That's the only thing I could even think to even attempt know. to do. Well, like, I mean, it's not going to work. You're <laughs> going to die. But I yeah. mean, that's like the only. I mean, that would be your only slimmest, you know, margin of opportunity would be to go for its eyes. I think. You think it that hurts
4: bears means. if they get kicked in the nuts? No. No, I don't either. They're so, like angry little rage balls covered in fur. I've like, I've seen just just
1: dogs, like, you know, just like 40-pound dogs get into a fight, like domesticated <laughs> dogs and trying to separate them. You try to fucking kick them or, you know, get them apart, slap <laughs> them, hit them, whatever, trying to, like, they don't yeah. give a fuck. They're still no. going at it. So imagine a fucking 500-pound bear. Like, it ain't.
0: You're not stopping it. So I looked nope. up how to survive a bear attack on the Internet. And it says, don't run, for starters. It says, when yep. you run, the bear thinks you're... You know what? First off, you're welcome, everybody listening right now. Especially if you're hiking. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> anyway, it says, don't run. When you run, the bear thinks you're prey and will continue chasing you. The number 3 Not not wrong. I yeah. would be prey in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it says, and don't think you can outrun a bear. Bears are fast. And I feel like they wanted to put as fuck, but they couldn't because it's actually, like, a legit... They can reach speeds of 30 miles an hour. Unless you're an Olympic sprinter, don't bother running. The next one says, drop to the ground in the fetal position and cover the back of your neck with your hands. At how... At what point do you make that decision? There's no way. I don't
1: know. See, because I've... Like, you talk... You- People write this on the fucking internet and in books and shit, but then anybody who actually is a hunter or goes in the woods or has seen bear activity, they're like, that shit doesn't really work either. Like, they still just eat you. So (laughs) it's like, I'm I'm going for its fucking eyes. I don't care. I'm not going to play dead. Like, you can play dead and end up dead, or you can fucking go for its eyes and end up dead. I'm at least fighting. Okay, so this is. I says, mean, I live
4: in America, so if a bear comes at me, I'm going to pull out my 44 Magnum and shoot Yeah, bear face. We we live in Texas, <laughs> so I'm going to pull out my fucking claymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> and fucking slice that bitch up. We can carry swords now in Texas, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm pulling out my scimitar. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it says don't climb a tree. Black bears are excellent climbers. And this one, this is the Ryan answer. This is the Ryan Internet answer. Fight back if the black bear actually attacks. Fight back. Use anything and anything as a weapon. Rocks, yep. sticks, fist, and your teeth. Aim your blows at the bear's face, particularly the eyes and the snout. When a black bear sees that their victim is willing to fight to death, they'll usually just give up. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Yep, I as black was told
4: <laughs> there is an important <laughs> distinction between these two scenarios. One is if the black bear, like, makes noise and jumps up on its back legs and, like, swipes paws at you and stuff, it's trying to scare you away because it's cubs or nearby or something. But if it doesn't do any of that and it comes straight at you, you're fucked because it's just hungry and wants to eat you. So Yeah. I think that's what uh, Steve Rinella said. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing... See, like that'd be like a really good like uh, a motivator to get your ass on the tram in Tennessee. It's like right, sixteen yeah, people died sure last year because they missed this tram.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was forty-five bear attacks in this entire five years this tram's been open from people who missed it.
4: Yeah, My wife was like, what are we going to do if we miss that tram? I, was like, I guess it's a good thing I'm walking down with you, huh? If you say bold stat. on top of this bound, I'd be fucked. But,
0: uh. It's a good thing we hold all the snacks in your purse. No, uh, a, better,
3: a better stat than, you know, these many people died from missing this tram would be, uh, you know, this tram saved this many thousand peoples last year. From being eaten by bears because they missed, and you know
1: there's some fucking bear in the woods with a fucking clipboard counting the people that went up on the tram, (laughs) and then counting them when they come back down. Ah, fuck, they're missing two. Uh (laughs) They're gonna be on this
0: trail, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Same drill he's in a he's in a fucking hat with like a big nose and mustache telling people, you can ride one more ride. You're not going to miss the tram. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, you got this. that last funnel cake, man. Yeah, no, you, yeah.
0: you can go take a You're shit The tram will wait. <laughs> so, oh, did that bear get you again? Is that bear out there tricking people thinking they could miss the tram?
3: <laughs> they get craftier every year. No,
0: that's not the last one. <laughs> They're not just going to leave. Well, that's you. my week. That's a solid week, man. Solid vacation. What about you, Derek? What'd you do this week? Uh,
3: This week did a lot of working. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been, uh, I guess, rolling into hobby progress. I've been uh, trying out some paint schemes, got some new base coats thrown down, just kind of seeing what that does to uh, my end result. And, uh, yeah, trying to decide if I need to go ahead and repaint all my drop pods or what I'm going to have to do from there.
0: I dig it. So you're going like full drop pot of salt with your army, right?
3: Yeah, that's what I got right now. I've got that m- list mostly together. I just need a couple more things and then get it all put together and painted it up.
0: Dig it. You should post your list online. Post up what you got so far and then post up your list and let people critique it. Because people online will tear the shit out of your list. We know that for sure.
3: Oh, that's what I'm scared of. That's what you want.
0: <laughs> so what about you, Ryan? How was your week?
1: Uh, hobby progress wise, I've just still just been painting terrain, um, that all the, uh, wasteland tiles, like the desert wasteland scrap tiles are all done now. Um, and then I've started painting on the buildings and I think I got seven of the 10 buildings done.
0: Jesus Christ. I would love to see those. actually, I think I have seen those pictures of them on top of yeah. the tiles themselves. They look great. Like I got, got them right over here. If you want to see them. Yeah, take some pictures later. You can take pictures later. I'll be glad to glad okay. to see some pictures later. So,
1: yeah, doing that, um, I've been working on a lot of Death Guard lists, not only for people, but for myself, too, because that's what I'm painting for MKA. So I was just trying to figure out what I want to do. I have that one list, that siege list I wrote a long time ago, that's like just five tanks and 20 guys. Fuck yeah. And I, I own all the stuff for that. So I'll probably start there, but... Like, I, I definitely want to do something in addition to that. Like, that's just, like, an idea, like, a, a real strong theme I wanted to do. Um, I feel like that list would be cool in a team game. Like, me run that and then somebody else run something with, like, you know, cheaper, more numerous things. Um, if I'm going to go at solo and take it a little more serious, I guess. Because, I mean, that... That list is kind of awful. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, that's where I'm starting just because I want that theme. Like, that was the theme, so I don't really care. Like, I could lose every game with it. I don't really give a shit. It's just a bunch of stuff I wanted to run and have a really cool siege theme list. But it's like here, that's just not gonna fly. I'll, I'll probably lose every game with it here. Um, so to take it a little more serious, I do want to. I want to keep that same. Kind of like a lot of land raider heavy armor theme. I just think that's cool for Death Guard. So I've been working on a lot of lists with like just shitloads of like land raiders, things like that in it. And I can't decide if I want to go armored spearhead, uh, uh Reaping, or Pride of the Legion. I'm kind of like and like mixed up with what I want what direction I want to go. I got a
0: list with five Proteuses in it. So Pride of the Legion cool. probably is like a pretty big like probably leading more towards Pride of the Legion at this point. You got all those Proteus. Protei. Or oh, sorry, Phobos. Uh, the assault ones. I got five I got I got a list
1: with five Phobos in it. Um, I, I
0: had a list like that for uh for uh, my roommate Jake's Warhounds. He was running like yeah. all fucking Phobos. It was brutal. It's a lot of armor fourteen rolling around.
1: Yeah. Mine's like uh two tactical it's like two tactical squads with extra close combat weapons, a ten band veteran squad, uh with a couple power weapons in it, a squad of Death Shroud and a squad of Grave Wardens, and they're all in Phoboses with some different upgrades and characters. And then I have that siege list, which is mostly Achilles. It's three three Land Raider Achilles, uh one Phobos and one What is it? Three Land Raider Achilles, one Mm. Phobos, and one Typhon? A Typhon Siege tank? Fuck yeah. And then, um... That's like the Siege Mm. theme one. And I don't know. Then I'm looking at one that's... If I do Pride of the Legion, I would pretty much... You... It's kind of hard because you... You don't get... You have... The way you have to work it with more legion of then um uh tanks and then the fact that you only have three heavy support slots so you end up like for troops you end up with like two veteran squads and you buy you know two separate um uh, what are they uh, phobos is for them the problem is death shroud is it this oh no i guess that's not what was the pro- there was a issue I was running into? Basically, I was running out of slots for land raiders. So I looked at the the one with the five land raiders as armored spearhead because you get land raiders as dedicated. Yeah.
0: So. <clears throat> Do you get? I thought you also. Oh no! Yeah, armored spearheads. Exactly the list I'm thinking about now. That I think about it. Yeah, you can dedicate yeah. land raiders to pretty much everybody. Yeah. No, I get it. That sounds like a fun list. I mean, it sounds like a. Hard list to crack, and then it's like you better fucking. It's,
1: go. I just figure it's a death guard, like you know what I mean, like just tough, tough fucking tanks, and then put like terminators and shit in them. I mean, it doesn't have to like be the best thing in the world.
0: I'm just trying to stick to that theme. I get it. You're just like, oh, you brought one lightning to the table, <laughs> tough shit. Pick one, like choose wisely. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That sounds like a fun list, and I don't um, see anybody using Achilles, so. I, well um, yeah I'm, that's I'm starting with three and then I'm gonna
1: back it da- back down from there <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I I think they're good um I think they like I the list that I wrote the other two death guard lists today I put them in there as well I'll get to why i I've, I've been considering using them they just they fit better in certain armies like when certain people run certain units uh, especially like shooty units like if they have a small, like a lot of people running like small, like five man flamer team or five man veteran squad with combi flamers, whatever. You don't really need an assault vehicle for that. You know what I mean? Like, so an Achilles is a good one because they fit in there and then you can jump out and shoot, but it still has a lot of fire support and it's still really tough. So it really just all depends
0: on what you're trying to do with the unit inside. I feel like we need to go through like a breakdown, like just a refresher on like all the heavy support choices
2: we can do that
0: yeah like just come back and like it's like oh let's talk about all the land raider variants let's talk about the spartan let's talk about the achilles because i'm looking at the achilles right now i mean it's one of those things where i haven't read the rules on it in so long just because i don't ever use it i don't even consider it as an option so it's super
1: hard. Everybody I talk to that runs them are like people really struggle to kill them because you're minus one on the damage chart against it. Even when you do sneak a pin through, it automatically comes with armored ceramite. It's immune to lance. So like a lot of Mechanical players that rely on, um, Dark you virus. know, yeah, the shit like that that just doesn't like. There's a lot of stuff
0: that it's immune to that people
1: are like, oh fuck, like they don't you know what I mean. They underestimate how hard it is
0: to kill. So so it comes standard with the. Twins to two... Okay, so just for those of y'all who haven't seen the Achilles in a while. Uh, Achilles Pattern Land Raider, Alpha Pattern Land Raider, 300 points, four whole points, plus skill four, fourteen 14 all around. Uh, comes with a quad launcher on the front of it with frag and shatter shells. You can upgrade those to incendiary shells, splinter shells, and if you have a uh, Siege Master console, a phosphex canister shot for 20 points. Two Sponson Mounted Twin-Linked coal burns. <laughs> so... Well, then there's then there's
1: another version of it in the Land Raider Squadron. That's the exact same tank, other than it has twin-linked multi-meltas instead of the culverins. That's the ones yeah. I'm using. Yeah, okay. you're talking
4: about the regular one as opposed to the Alpha the al- pattern. Right?
1: Al- yeah, but they're the same, other than
0: the Sponson and loadout.
4: Why? Why do they make them? I guess so you can have them in a aesthetically different. I think I think they came up with a design they like better. The Alpha pattern has the the. Uh, like the same sort of side sponsons a mark 2b does they're you know the guns are over under as opposed to side by side but i don't know maybe i'm i thought
0: thought the melta i thought the Mm -hmm. the melta guns were also over under as well the the alpha
1: comes with both so uh, the one that i bought model wise is the alpha one with the the 2b type sponsons but i'm running that as the multi-melta one
4: yeah that's I I used to have one in 40K back in the day, and that's what I did.
0: So what makes it so powerful is that enhanced pharomatic rights, the whole of the Achilles Alpha, blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, Land Raider is not subject to the particular effects of Lance and Melt special rules by attacks made against it. In addition, it reduces the effect of all rolls in the vehicle damage chart caused by penetrating hits other than destroyer weapons by minus one. So, note that this reduction is applied to any AP value that would first add to this roll rather than the final result whether this was appropriate. So, for example, an AP one attack, which would usually gain plus two modifier for the roll, would only gain a plus one, etc. So, you're just subtracting one. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Don't know much Lance out there, but, you know, not having to worry about meltivets and and pretty is di- pretty dope. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And fucking Dynat shit in your deployment zone. But it sounds like you're going to be moving those bitches forward anyway. So. Well, right, because
1: I like I like playing more aggressive. I don't like gunline shit. It bores me to tears. I've just never been into doing that. I've tried doing it with Imperial Guard before, and I just like fucking fall asleep rolling dice. It is like the most boring thing to me. I can't stand it. So that's why it appeals to me. Because like the quad mortar is a good gun. Like having barrage. Like I feel like I can fit that element of some long-range fire support barrage stuff into my list by taking an Achilles while not suffering from, you know, having to run a gun line. And also with, like, my fluff, like, if you're running all these tanks and all your troops are mounted, I see people do that all the time. They'll run this list that, like, everything's mounted in transports, but yet they have, like, a couple batteries of quad mortars. And it's like, how are these guys keeping up? Like, I mean, I guess you can always just say, like, oh, they're in a storm bird or whatever that you know 10
0: minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i don't like to me when i think of the fluff for my army in my head like i try to like that's why i like the scorpus whirlwind a lot too because a lot of my lists are real aggressive so it doesn't like i don't own any quad mortars i mean i own like however many armies and fucking miniatures and all that and the quad mortars are obviously a very they're a good or extremely good unit so it's not like i'm not taking them because they're underpowered, or like they're one of the better units in the game, but I just don't own them or run them because they don't ever fit in any of the theme of any of the lists that I like to run. So that's why I like the Scorpius better personally because it usually fits my theme of like a mobile artillery platform as opposed to like mm-hmm. one that just sits.
4: Self propelled gun. Oh.
1: Yeah, yep. So that's kind of why I like the <clears throat> Achilles. I think it's cool. It's like, it's pretty unique too. Like, not a lot of people run them, and I don't think they're bad. I mean, I don't think it's like a. Fucking super unit or whatever, but I mean, I it's not you know a hindrance
0: either. It's just kind of one of those, you know, does what it does, tough as fuck units. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, does what it needs to. It has a job and it fucking does it. That's exactly what it does. So, anyway, I'm gonna,
1: (laughs) yeah, so I'm gonna try it out. I think they're pretty cool. I like the way it looks. Um, so it'll be something new and different for me to try. Uh, so then the next thing, so non hobby related stuff that I did, it was my wife's uh, birthday this week, her birthday's on the fourth. So, uh, to celebrate it, we drove, uh, up to Fair Oaks farm and had Fuck dinner yes. up there. Fuck yes. Yeah. So we did that and I got some chocolate milk and we bought some bacon, some other shit up there at their little general store before we came back. Um, then, uh, we stopped by. There's a place up there that's a wolf research center. It's could called Wolf Park. Up, could you
0: hold up for a second and not skim over how great Fair Oaks Farm is? Like, can we just like, can we reel it back yeah. a little bit and talk? What'd you eat specifically? Like, what I was had for a t- dinner? I
1: had, a, I had a tenderloin, um, a whole basket of deep fried cheese curds, um, a bunch of fries. And then in the car on the way up there, my wife had to stop and get some fucking trail mix shit that's like Sun Chips, Cheetos, and fucking uh, pretzels. So we ate that. And then also she bought some, like, Sour Patch Straws or some shit. So I was fucked up. Like, my stomach hurt all day because I <laughs> ate Sour Patch Straws, fucking crazy trail mix with Cheetos and bullshit in it, um, drank a crystallite, drank a soda, ate a fucking Tenderloin. Ate a bunch of cheese curds. Ate a bunch of french fries. And then immediately she wanted to get fucking ice cream afterwards. So I ate this goddamn ice cream. And then drank some chocolate milk. Oh, my God. And I wanted to die. Your stomach was I literally was wanted festering. to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucked up this morning when I woke up. I was like, oh, my God. So terrible. You could
0: have you oh, also birthday a cake. hookworm if you wanted with that kind of. <laughs> yeah. Action.
1: Also, birthday, I had birthday cake. She made her own birthday cake. She made this strawberry look like a strawberry. She posted a video on Facebook of like a time-lapse video of her making her own birthday cake with airbrushing and all that.
0: It's pretty cool. Oh, badass. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to it's share a, that to the Facebook page so everybody can see it.
1: Yeah. It's a she made a strawberry cake. It was pretty neat. I liked it. Um so yeah, so then so yeah, that place is fucking Fuck. delicious. So I had a cheese make, like
0: tomato sandwich there. And, like, lost my shit on how good that thing was. Like, a, a fucking grilled yep. cheese, like, to the next level. So I can only imagine what they do with, like, normal food. Like, I think this year for Adepticon, you didn't take anybody down. there. Like, nobody went out of their way. Because like, it's, like, what, like an hour from Adepticon if you were to go? It's an hour
1: to an hour and 15 minutes south of Chicago on 65. Or what,
0: 65? 60, I feel so, like we should get, like, a group I'm of taking people. Michael and... Okay. Never mind. That's I'm, ta- good.
1: I'm taking Michael and Tim next year because on our way back, because we got to drive right by it on our way back when they come back to my place. So we're stopping and eating there.
0: Fantastic, fucking great, fucking beautiful. Okay, guys, going to Adepticon. go look Ferox Fair- farm if you have that three-hour window there that you're not going to be doing anything. Just, just make the drive. It's pretty country. It's beautiful. You don't have to fucking like. Be out in the in the city and the traffic and all that. It's kind of like uh, mostly highway, and then you get to go uh, for one smell cow shit. Who doesn't like that? And then for two, just be delightfully uh, overwhelmed by how good the fucking food is. Like it, it, we didn't even go to the main restaurant part when I went. Like when me and when Ryan we took went me to the cafe. We went to the, yeah, cafe. the cafe. We went to the cafe and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like I can never like." This set the standard for like a grilled cheese for me. And like this set the standard for some chocolate milk for me. Still, I like uh, the
1: cafe better. I mean, the restaurant's not bad. Don't get me wrong, but I like the cafe better. Oh,
0: man. If only they did. The restaurant
1: Chicago. does have a, a really good cheeseburger. Their cheeseburgers are the thing to get in the restaurant. Uh,
0: it's so fucking good. Sorry.
1: No. So, anyway, <laughs> so we went to this Wolf uh, Research Center. So they have. At this research center, they have wolves, coyotes, uh, two different types of fox, and for whatever reason, bison. They have bison there, too. For some reason, alligators? I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: so the, the two type of foxes they have there, they have a red fox, and then they have this gray fox. It's like arboreal. It climbs trees and shit. And they got wrists that rotate this way, like people's, so they can climb trees and they live in trees and hunt in trees. And they're actually native here to Indiana, but nobody ever sees them because they're, like, super fucking rare and they live in hunting trees and, like, really are never on the ground and they're nocturnal. So your odds of finding one are, like, slim to none. Like, people who purposefully go look for them, they said that there are researchers that work there that have looked for them for, like, 40 years and maybe seen them twice in the wild. What, What are these things called? They're called a gray fox, but they're arboreal. They live in trees. I, sent, I got pictures of them I can send. They had a couple in a pen there. They look like a like a cat, fucked a dog, fucked a raccoon. They're cat, dog, raccoon.
0: Okay. No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Con- continue.
1: So, they were pretty crazy looking, and they had, like I said, they had red foxes. Then, uh, they had coyotes, which I see those things all the time. Like, uh, those howl around here every night. I see them all the time. Um... The wolves were fucking crazy. So, I'd never seen a wolf, like, other than just, like, on TV or shit. They are way bigger than you would think. And the wolves that we have here are, like, medium-sized. So, the largest one they have at the park, I think they said um, in the winter when he puts on... Because they put more weight on in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually do better in cold weather than they do better than in hot weather. weather. They uh- said in the winter when he's at... When, it, when he's at his peak, he's about 115 pounds. But when we seen him the other day, he was about 105. But um, if you get up into the their most northern range, like up in Alaska, Northwest Territories, they get around 200 pounds or maybe 200 pounds plus. So almost double the size. But these fucking things are huge. I got pictures of them, and I was sending them to people, and they were joking because like, these were all hand-reared so that they can uh, get in with them and actually do a lot more. Re- That's It's a research center. It's not like they don't breed them or sell them or rescue them or do any of that. It's literally the ones that are there are purposely put there and they breed them in a select way and then have researchers on site and photographers and all these people and scientists come in from everywhere to study these behavior. But they make sure that they hand rear them so that they can get in and get close to them and you know actually be able to observe them because they said that a wolf in the wild has a like whatever whenever they smell a person or see something they don't like and want to get away from it they flee a mile and a half away like that's their range that's their flea range so they said the odds of you like coming across one in the wild and never getting to see it or study it in any meaningful way like it forget about it. like you're it's just not happening
0: So So that's why they. So if you're in wolf country, just wear like a bunch of like axe body spray, and like you're just you'll be fine. It's like wolf repellent. Like,
1: well, I mean, if they wanted, actually, I wouldn't do that because uh, they were showing us that Continue, that has a really
0: continue anything (laughs) that has
1: a really strong unusual smell, they're actually really attracted to. They had a fucking uh, Naomi Camel perfume, and he sprayed a little spot on the ground and then walked away and they immediately all ran over to it and started rolling on it. Like how dogs roll, <laughs> but they rolled on it for like five minutes. Like they were really into it. Like really fucking same st- thing. Same. Yeah. <laughs> same name. <laughs> Same's Wolf. I get it. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it was really, I was just, I was amazed at how big they were. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get over the size of them. Like I have pictures of like a normal sized woman and a normal sized man like, standing, like, literally where the wolves are touching them, because they're trained, like, they have them where they're almost like dogs to them, like, they have treats and shit for them, and they have them where they sit and roll over and shake, like, tricks you would teach a dog, but, um, they'll be, like, just standing on all fours and their back is, like, up to this lady's belly button. They're real lean, but they're fucking huge. So, remember when Arian Foster went on Joe Rogan and said he could take a wolf? Yes, no, he's Absolutely. not. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. No. You're gonna die, Arian Foster. I'm sorry. Like the fucking thing was huge. A forty-five pound pit bull, if you're unarmed and you get attacked by a forty-five pound pit bull, you're probably dying. So a yeah. yeah, uh, fucking thing. You're hundred fucked, and some you're fucked kid. Yeah. No. I watched you're a dead. German
0: Shepherd take down a man on fucking live PD last night. You are fucked. <laughs> you're yeah. like, go watch well, ten minutes of live. So here's
1: So here's the thing. We're all sitting there in the stands. So they have like these grandstands where you sit and they do this display thing where they have them do tricks and they bring them out there and they show you some of their behavior, like spray the perfume and shit like that. Um, So we're there and this smell comes over the crowd, like this strong fucking rotting smell, like bad. And people immediately grab their shirts and they're doing this and they're like, what the hell? And out of the bush comes this wolf and it's dragging the hindquarters of a deer. Because they... They feed them roadkill deer. They just uh-huh. throw the whole carcass out there and let them feed. So it drags this whole fucking hindquarters of a deer. And they said that they they try to clean their pen out. Like, they go around and pick up all that shit that they don't immediately eat. But, obviously, they bury stuff, or sometimes they just miss stuff, or they hide it. So this drags up this rotting thing. So they drags it right up by the fence in front of everybody, right in the middle of this demonstration while they're trying to do this demonstration, and just drops it, and then just lays down next to it and starts eating the fucking rotten ass out of this just dead <laughs>
4: deer behind yeah, ass first oh nice. yeah like and a rap video when he's,
1: <laughs> he's biting into it and crunching down and you can hear the bones breaking like going <laughs> like it's doing this crunching and every time you'd hear the bones crunch the fucking smell would get stronger people started gagging and shit my wife was gagging next to me it was the funniest thing i've ever seen like the, cause it was holding this thing down and like grabbing its ass meat going like this and like tearing the fucking fern flesh and then the smell would get stronger as it was just opening this thing up. But it was like literally just biting down on these leg bones of this deer and biting down and just crunching it up into nothing and just eating the thing bone and all. Like it was not fucking
0: around. It sat there and ate half of a deer ass like in about five minutes, just bones and all. He knew what he was doing. I would have been fucked though. I would have thrown the fuck up. From that smell, alone, now, yeah, sure.
4: you would have come fucking for sure thrown up. <laughs> I,
0: I, I meant I should have. I was just like in
1: kind of awe. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Because I couldn't believe how fast it was just like crunching up bone. You know, like when you give a dog like those like rawhide bones, All time. you know what I mean, or yeah. like we give oh, yeah. our dogs like cow bones or antlers, like they yeah. you know chew. Like this thing was literally like biting the leg bone of a deer and then just biting down and just bite like crunch like breaking it. Like you could hear it crunching.
0: That's so fucking wild, man. What a, like, oh. that's Fuck. Yeah, dude, you're fucked. You're just fucked. Like, that's, like, yeah. people died from that. Like, wolves were a thing for a while. If you don't, like, it's, we made it. We made it through the fucking wolves of America, but they were a thing for a while where people just get fucked by wolves. It's like, hey, what happened to Mr., what happened to the Johnsons? Oh, uh, fucking, a wolf pack got him. Oh, uh, that makes well, sense. Well, I'll send you these. I'll send you these pictures right now, and you can send them to, uh, you
1: can put them on the Facebook if you want, but here's the pictures.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just putting, I'm just putting shit on as the episode's going. I already threw the the bear climbing video up, so for yeah, those of y'all yeah. listening, it's on the Facebook. So look at the size of
1: these, Michael. Here's three of them next to a, a woman. The woman was probably, she's a little small, she's probably five foot five, but look at how big those fucking things are.
0: Jesus
4: Christ. Game the white their ones
1: own. are male. The white ones a, is a male, and the, the dark colored one's a female.
4: It's a big old doggo right there. That is a big it's old a big doggo. It's big puppers.
3: That's you just fucked.
0: Yeah, dude, there's just no <laughs> fucking way. Like, you're just fucked. Like, you're fucked. It's so nobody's, I mean, what do you do? Like, what, did they, did they, did they give you some advice on, like, hey, if you run out to wolves in the wild. Carry
4: Naomi Campbell perfume on you, because they're into her.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just spray it on the ground in front of you, and
4: you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, spray it on the ground. If you can't get enough Naomi Campbell, <laughs> big fan, very underrated actress, in their opinion. Did they
0: tell you, Ryan, did they, <laughs> did they have, like, any, any, like, what'd you all learn there? Like, I feel like. Well,
1: once again, you're not going to outrun them. They run about, they run between thirty-five and forty miles an hour. And unlike a bear, they're actually built for endurance. Chase, so Chase you're not, not even going to. Because yeah. the way that they usually <laughs> operate and kill larger prey is they'll like find a bison or something and start biting at its legs and just keep biting at its legs and try to get it bleeding where it's. And it they just keep following it and the whole pack takes turns running in on it and biting at its legs and just running it till exhaustion. So you're not going to be able to outrun it in a sprint, and you're not going to be able to like um you know beat them on endurance. And they said that they're there's probably there's no like proven study, but they think they're pretty sure that they're smarter than even the smartest domesticated dog, which dogs are pretty smart. So, you know, you're they're you're you're pretty fucked. Like they work in it, they that's the other thing is they're they're pack hunters too. It's not like a bear where it's just like Oh, it's a lone bear or whatever. Like this is a fucking pack that there's one alpha that they're all trained to hunt and kill together. So it's not like you're likely just to run across one. If they were out to eat you, you're gonna have to be
0: dealing with a whole pack of them.
4: So what if I'm Liam Neeson, dude? I was What's just gonna say that. <laughs> Holy shit!
0: Oh man, I'm mm-hmm. high five you right now. Mm-hmm. It's like I was mm-hmm. gonna say. So Liam Neeson, bullshit. You calling it? You going right now, <laughs> Liam Neeson, the the gray?
4: It's bullshit, huh? Yeah, I dude, do. that's one of <laughs> One of my favorite movies ever. The great,
0: um, fucking yeah. Hot I mean, tease of an ending, but yeah. There's a reason
1: that uh, you know humans went around and shot them all and got rid of them because, like, you otherwise, like, you'd just be out in the woods and you'd be collecting berries or whatever, and they'd just come around and fuck you up if they felt like it. I mean, right. like the people said, it's more like any more if they don't because they don't really interact with humans very often. Like, there's a bunch in Yellowstone just running fucking loose, and obviously, there's people all over Yellowstone. But they don't really see humans as prey because they're so well fed on elk and shit. I mean, that's the thing—you got to think that they kill like their main food source in Yellowstone are elk. And I mean, think like a fucking elk, a small elk is six,
0: seven hundred pounds, yeah. and they're just are killing you that out like an elk, elk Liam problem. Neeson? Is Liam Neeson going around killing elks with his bare hands? I don't bare hand. think So <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: so. yeah. I just I think you'd be fucked. I don't think it's one of those things like how do you survive a wolf attack? I don't really think you do. You just don't end up in that situation to begin with. Or once again, like Scott said, you carry a gun,
4: you Naomi fucking shoot. Campbell's perfume that as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm carrying 124 grade plus P and sixteen of his buddies, I bet mean, I could I could down four or five of them and make six Well I don't I look, think once look, you <laughs> I would think one sick ass gun- coat. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: If you fired a gunshot, they would probably yeah, get the hell good. out of there. But if you're just unarmed and you're just trying to fight them barehanded, I mean they're used to like you know, sidestep. Yeah, sidestep. <laughs> side <step. laughs> but so here's the crazy. this is what this is. This is really going to pique Michael's interest. So up until 2011, they would a couple times a year put the bison in with the wolves and run through the first couple stages of a hunt, and then separate them before any bloodshed happened. Shit. But they would do it as a demonstration and bring scientists in and shit to study it. Um, some fucking tree hugger complained and got the whole operation shut down even though they did it for 40 plus years with a perfect safety record and none of the animals nor any people got hurt. And it was under the observation of scientists and veterinarians and all of the scientists and veterinarians wrote letters back to the government saying that, you know, this is actually a really good, you know, research thing that we're doing it here and that's the whole reason we built this place and this and that so i think that's why they have the bison was originally for that but now they just have bison because they can't do that anymore but they're not just gonna like kill the bison or get rid of them so they still have them
0: that's fucked up dude what a like shitty fucking
4: like uh we don't need logic in red tape, man okay? red tape just get that fucking out of here. killing it
0: just killing all the fun <laughs> Well, they
1: weren't, like, letting the wolves attack them. They were just, like, basically putting them in there and then watching their behavior on how they coordinated the attack. And then when they would get to the point where they would be ready to actually approach the bison and maybe try to take it down, they would then, you know, move in and
4: stop it. When Campbell
1: first well, they're trained to not attack people so the people would literally just you know get in between them and the bison start giving them treats and just get them away
4: nice hey, know, have man. you ever been to off-topic question but have you been to kentucky down under here me yeah is that like what do you mean down under that's what it's called, Kentucky Down Under. It's a Australian-themed Kentucky amusement park sort of thing.
1: <laughs> KDU, it's like a man. Zoo.
4: KDU. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude.
4: They, they have a bunch of, like, wallabies and bison and shit. I don't even know if bison live in Australia, but they have a they fucking shitload there. And you can, like, feed them out of your car window and stuff. <laughs> no, I've never been. I've been to Mammoth Cave. Well, we're fucking gonna do it sometime. Okay. <laughs> Go down there. We're going to pet some wallabies. We're going to feed some bison.
1: But so this wolf park thing, you can sponsor a wolf and then once a year go and um, actually get to play with the wolf and pet the wolf and play catch with it and shit like that. They actually let you in the pen with it nice. under under supervision, obviously.
0: That seems kind of cheap. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'd be jealous. <laughs> I'd be like, huh. I was like, he seems to have been playing catch a lot more fun with. That last guy that was in the cage. <laughs> like, they wore him out this morning, and now, now he's I'm all getting a used Filled he's a, up
4: on fucking biscuits and now he's a used, want mine, used fucking wolf. Barely. How many
0: miles on this wolf?
1: So, anyway, the, the wolf park thing, I wanted like to check it out wolf. because it's on the way back from Chicago. It's literally like right off 65 on the way back. It's right past Ferrox farm. So, if you were driving south from Chicago, an hour and ten minutes down, you would hit Faroak's Farm, and then another forty-five minutes down in Lafayette, you would hit the Wolf Place. So I'm gonna—I was thinking about taking Tim and Michael there, but I wanted to check it out, make sure it wasn't fucking lame before we went. But I figure I'll take them. It's only eight dollars to get in. It's not a tremendous amount of money. It's pretty. We cool. need
4: to—we need to take them to Kentucky Down Under too, so they can verify its authenticity. <laughs> I feel like it's not very authentic. If I had to guess. But. <laughs> First stop, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Second <Yeah>. stop, Kentucky <laughs> Down Under. Crikey!
2: Crikey!
4: I, I might we have, could have to probably take it to get a some hard drugs in the parking lot of Kentucky Down Under. I bet, so we can bring it all full circle. Oh, goddammit. it! That's Scott brought it up.
0: That's the other thing. That's the story I've been waiting to tell you guys. I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> by God, the way, by the way, real quick, uh, this is episode 66, not episode 65. Immediately upon putting from episode 65 on the Facebook. Jason Hall, who's a bad motherfucker, said, Don't you mean episode 66? My bad. (laughs) You're absolutely right. This is episode 66. Anyway. So I'm in my car or my truck,
1: my Toyota, and I go, I had my batteries going bad in my iPhone. So I had these, uh, I went to Batteries Plus and had my battery replaced to my iPhone. And while I'm driving home from there, I pull up at the stoplight and I look over, and these people are in this uh, Buick. Uh, I think it's like a Buick LeSabre or some shit, this older car. The dude is straight smoking crack at the stoplight.
0: Oh, really? Just
1: not fucking daylight, not trying to hide it. Has this crack pipe with this fucking oh, lighter.
4: Wow. This fucking the driver. It's something I saw this weekend, too. Straight smoking crack. I was like,
1: oh. really, bro? Like, you're just going to fucking smoke crack broad daylight at a stoplight at like a
0: super busy intersection? <laughs> You do well, not make, like you do not make eye contact with that kind of person. He's got nothing no I was to fucking lose.
1: I was looking at him. He was just looking forward, just fucking on his pipe and, his, <laughs> and his, fucking,
0: <laughs> his girlfriend
1: looks over at me and then just looks back forward.
0: Ryan's like, like, Ryan's like super fucking like white dude curious. Like he's got his window cracked, he's wafting it in. Like, is that crack? That smells like crack. I don't know. <laughs> like he's <it's, laughs> Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> two two white trash
1: people in an old Buick fucking smoking crack driving around. I was like, Jesus, man, like what like welcome to twenty eighteen, <laughs> I guess, or
0: twenty right. seventeen. Yeah, you can get a crack pipe at a convenience store, man.
1: And it's not like this wood is a bad neighborhood at all. Like it's a I don't know. Whatever. I was just pretty shocked. I've never seen anybody just like other outside law and order. I never thought I'd just like openly be out like side and just see somebody smoke a crack.
4: <laughs> I saw some guy fucking snort cocaine in this bar in Gallenberg called Land Sharks this weekend. Before <laughs> I he like was standing outside the bathroom door and snorted it off his hand instead of walking in the bathroom and doing it there. I was like, man, that guy doesn't give a fuck. He maybe no maybe somebody just type. dropped like a massive deal. John dudes.
1: Jones is champion again. I mean, he's got to celebrate somehow. Fuck, Scott. I guess,
4: man, right on. <laughs> Might have fucking right on his pride. <laughs> did you
0: did you know you can get crack pipes at the convenience store? I know this is way like way off topic, and we're gonna make some people mad. But did you know you can go to the convenience oh. store and get a crack pipe? Have we talked about this? I've never attempted to buy a crack pipe. To know. <laughs> so so the other day today was. T- <laughs> time i've seen a crack pipe in the wild <laughs> so, so next time <laughs> in the wild so the next time like you, you you've never really think about the logistics behind getting a crack pipe you know like these are like some poor people if they are smoking crack and it's like well where the fuck do they like every time you watch live pd you're like crack pipe that's crack pipe and they all look the same like it's like where the fuck do they ebay these crack like the amazon priming crack pipes no man if you go to like these like sh- janky ass and like everybody listening right now is going to be like, I have seen those. If you go to some janky ass like 7-Elevens or like those old like fucking uh, little gas stations and all that, you'll see these little uh, flowers in glass. Like it's like a little rose inside of like a little glass vase. That's a crack pipe. Yep. Like, start breaking it down, people. <laughs> I learned that the other day. I was like, oh, fuck. That's a crack pipe. Like they're like, yeah, that's how they get crack pipes. Like, it's, like, that's that's how you know you're in a shitty fucking part of town or, like, a shitty fucking gas station is they sell flowers (laughs) in a vase. So, that's, like, a good idea to, like, you know, we were talking about, like, how to survive bear attacks. This is, like, urban survival. If you're in a gas station where they sell roses and glass, you're probably in the bad side of town. Get the fuck (laughs) out of there. Get your gas and go. (laughs) Lock your doors. So, here's a little tip for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this got this got dark <laughs> <For
4: real? laughs>
3: do you think a crackhead could take a bear i just hope somebody like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: could a crackhead take a bear oh man i don't know probably so, a
0: wolf possibly a wolf
3: <laughs> but now we're asking the real questions this if they're
1: like... if they're crack if they're cracked out enough and the bear eats them does the bear get high
3: yes of course <laughs> Obvi-
0: obviously obviously <laughs>
3: What do you do when you're attacked by a cracked-out bear? You fucked. (laughs) Double fucked.
0: Super cool, super cool guys. So
3: anyway, that's
1: kind of that's that's basically my week, and I've been trying to go around and uh, because like you know Michael and Tim are coming over, and I'm trying to be a good host, so I've been going around and checking out all these things that I was considering taking them to do to make
0: sure that they're legit. Fuck yeah. Big Cat Rescue should be on that list.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to go see that for sure. I don't have to. I've been there like so many times. I don't have to check it out.
0: Yeah, that was a real fun place to go to. The Big Cat Rescue. Go see some tigers. So what'd you and shit. do, Michael? Uh, I flew back from New Mexico on Friday. I just worked, man. Worked. Did it. Shit. Fucking suck. Not near anywhere near my hobby stuff. Not anywhere near anything fun. Um. Nothing. I mean, we got some cool updates on the Facebook. Uh, Black Label Painting is giving away that Custodes night next week, so that's going to be super badass. He's actually painting it live right now Sunday, so if you go to his Facebook page, you can actually watch him painting it. Uh, so that, that's pretty fucking dope. Shapeways hooked that up. Uh, one of our Patreon supporters went out of his way and contacted Chessex to get a quote on some custom dice. And so we got some pictures of some dice. We we th- there's like certain tiers. If you buy so many dice it, it costs, you know, X amount of cents per dice. And we kind of uh us tested the water with our Patreon supporters in the Patreon chat and we hit this like magical like two hundred dice mark. So it's like it was like fifty cents a dice or something like that. So, uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook page because we might be placing a big giant Chessex order for some, uh, for some radio Free Dice. So that was pretty cool to see you come across the feed. Thanks for, thanks for that. I think, I think the, the, the picture they sent was the white with the black pips, but I think we're going to try and invert that with black with like white pips and radio free and white. So pretty cool shit but other than that man just worked just i was in new mexico i got to see like uh like you know dry that's all like that's pretty much the only way i could describe it it wasn't, it wasn't fun while i was there uh i did try and go to that atomic comics but it closed down a long fucking time ago long enough to where now it's like a nail place like i was like oh and that's there's nothing more like disappointing than going to an address that's supposed to be a comic book store and it's a fucking nail place and so that did fucking... You mit,
4: did you get your nails done? <laughs> yeah. Pedicure? <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, I I put money aside to spend here. I'm going to spend some fucking money. So I went to this bullshit place called Burger, which was not Whataburger. It was, just, it was just a bad time. Like, the only positive <laughs> thing was flying fucking private. That's, like, the only cool thing about any of this going down. Not having to deal with TSA. Like, ugh. Only way to go. So... But I got home, I started putting legs together just uh, in cool poses and all that stuff. I did order the three different types of secret weapon miniatures, night bases. I ordered the urban rubble, I ordered the flight deck, and I ordered the uh, scrapyard. So going to get my knights rolling out on some sick-ass bases. But I started putting legs together. Those toes are fucking not fun to put together, but still. As soon as I got home, man, I hit it hard, probably progress-wise. Mm-hmm, so. Nice. I'm sick it, of man. painting terrain. I'm sick of putting toes on nights together. I love those posable legs, but I fucking hate the toes, man. It's totally worth it 100%, but damn it, do I hate those posable toes. So. And the mold slip is just as bad on all the other night legs as well, by the way. So. Pretty shitty. Then I went shooting day. I made a brisket this weekend. That was fucking good. So, that's all I got. That's all I got, hobby progress-wise, <laughs> and all I did this week. Fucking got a sub MOA Remington 700 right now that I'm fucking having a blast with. Just... Nice. Oh, it's so sweet. I wish I wish we could talk about it more, but I think we would just bore the shit out of people of how fucking <laughs> surgically <laughs> accurate this gun I have is. <laughs> but, you know. We'll just move on. So, let's touch base on these weekend plans you fellas got next weekend. Why don't y'all go into a little bit of that, a little teaser. Like, this is the first I'm hearing about this Iron Hands versus Orc shit. What's going okay, on? Okay,
1: so I'll I'll talk about how it started and then Scott can take it. So, basically what happened with Scott was like, for whatever reason, he brought up that he'd never seen my Orcs and he wanted to see them. And I haven't played them in forever, and um, I'm not going to get into it. But I'm pretty sad about Eighth Edition because I don't have any desire to play it. So, contrary to popular belief, I was actually hoping it would be good. Well, I won't. I can't say it that way. I would hope. I was hoping I would like it so that I could, you know, play some of my 40k stuff again. Um, because I don't like it. It's one of those like now it's going to. You know, I don't ever know that I'll ever really get to play them again, 40k wise. I sold all my other 40k armies, but Scott wanted to see them. So we were talking about, basically, I was like, well, if I get them all out and write a list, would you want to play against them with your iron hands? We could just do like a great, great crusade style battle or whatever. So take it from there, Scott.
4: Yeah, man. So we basically uh, came to agreement on 2,500 points and uh, we're going to get the chance to play against Ryan works with my iron hands and Ferris in a big a big motivation for me to uh, kind of bring this up is it's hard to play. Like, I have Ferris, I have the model, I have it painted up. I think it looks, you know, decent enough. But I, I don't ever really play him because it's not really fluffy to considering where we're at with the books and like in the heresy, unless I'm playing a game that's based that is fan five because Ferris fucking dies there. So,
2: um,
4: <clears throat> I, was, uh, I, I was mentioning this and. I wanted to see his work. So we kind of came to an agreement. Hey, let's play a 2,500 point game and we'll base it, you know, in the great crusade era. So in order to kind of balance it out, cause I, I don't really know how these two armies will pair against each other mechanically, but I made a list that I tried to make like in the vein of a Highlander list. The only thing I replicated in it were two tax squads, um, but they're different and they're going to function very differently on the, on the tabletop. So my HQs, I have uh, Casterman Worth. Look, you listeners don't know this, but I'm looking at Ryan's very sexy fucking battle wagon of death. Goodness. That looks dope, man. I like the evil sons a lot. But uh, my list I did, Casterman Worth, um, just as a, I'm going to get to what vehicle I'll put him in later. And you know, Forge Lord and Terminator Armour. Cataphracty, Volky Charger, Power Axe, and Rag Grenades. Um, what I'm going to do with him basically is put him in a, a squad of Gorgon Terminators. Give him some, you know, some buff with lowering the enemy's toughness a little bit. Um, I use the uh, the the like Autec Morph model for that. I just have that model painted up, and it looks decent enough. So that's what I'll use there. I have. 210 uh, man tax squad with the nuncio vox legion vexilla and a rhino with a dozer blade and then I have 115 man tax squad with the nuncio vox and legion vexilla on foot Those are my troops my elites. I have eight gorgon terminators um, Seven of them have chain fists. The the sergeant is a hammer bear. He comes with a thunder hammer So I just left that on there uh, I have a spartan with the flare shield and dozer blade uh, I have a battery of three rapier quad launchers together with shatter shells, then a contemptor mortis with two carries pattern assault cannons. My heavies, I got a whirlwind Scorpius, a Sicron battle tank with the desert blade and two last cannons, and my war of wars Ferris. He'll go with the Gorgons in the park. So all these units are unique. I think they're pretty uh pretty cool. Should, should look awesome. Ryan said he has a badass camera, so I'll bug him to. We'll take pictures of it and everything and put it up on the Facebook. Hey, do you want to play on the table you just finished painting? The scrap card one?
1: Um, yes. I'll have to paint some more tiles because it's just a four by four. So I'll have to work on the I have another board that the tiles are the same. They just don't have scrap on them. So we can okay. spread them throughout. So cool. I'll try to get I'll get those uh, that two by what would that be? A two by four section done and some more scrap buildings. I'll try to get those done this week.
4: So this is uh
1: from this is the orc version of ed 209
4: damn that thing is fucking huge see its legs nice oh oh the robocop monster yeah the robocop monster
1: yeah it's the orc version
4: cool man that's badass yeah so we'll, we'll get some pictures of that that should be some fucking visual candy for the facebook page but i'm looking forward to it man and before that we're going to uh you're gonna to have to talk about this place because I don't know anything about it other than I'm fucking looking forward to it. Trying to get through this week as quickly as possible to get there. Uh, but we're going somewhere pretty cool to eat.
1: Yeah. So it was Scott's uh, birthday this week, or was it? When was it? Last weekend,
4: uh, July 31st. Whenever that okay. was. Yeah.
1: So I, I, you know, because I only get to see him like every couple weeks or whatever, I told him I uh, messaged him and said, "Hey, I'll take you out to eat." for steak dinner i said have you ever been to a brazilian steakhouse and he said no so the two big brazilian steakhouses here in the u.s are texas de brazil and fogo de Chao. um i believe they actually started as the same restaurant and then there was some uh fighting and upper management they split off so they're almost the same like if you go to one it's kind of like going to the other um they're pretty similar but the way they uh these places operate is it's all you can eat. So you just pay a flat fee and then you go in and they have a giant ass fucking salad bar. And they also usually have like rotisserie chicken and some other meats that are there that you can get whenever there's like prosciutto. Like you can make like deli sandwiches, whatever salad, all that. But the key thing is they have like 15 different cuts of meat and they cook them rotisserie style on these great big grills. They basically run a sword. It's like a bunch of meat on essentially what looks like a sword and they cook it on this rotisserie, then when it's done, one of the waiters grabs the whole sword with the meat on it, and he's got like a, it looks like a little skillet with the wooden plaque on it, he sticks the tip of the sword on it, like this, so he's carrying the whole fucking, like, rotisserie thing of meat, and they just come through the restaurant, and they'll go to your table and say, you know, whatever the cut of meat is, they'll tell you what it is, like, do you want some garlic parmesan, you know, fucking lamb, and you can say yes or no, and then they'll you know they'll leave and somebody else will come by with you know bacon wrapped fillet or garlic sirloin or fucking flank steak or brazilian sausage or whatever. So you got a little uh, coaster, it's like a coaster you put your drink on that's green on one side and red on the other. So if you flip it to green that means you that means go. Green means go. So when it's green, the waiters when they're walking around they see a green one they'll come up to your table and say, "Hey, do you want this? Whatever." If you flip it to red, it means I've fucking got enough meat right now. Don't bother me right now. And you can just keep eating. <laughs> then when you want, then when you want more meat, you just flip it back to green, and they come around. And um, the whole time they're doing that, they bring you uh, uh, cooked. They're basically bananas that they cook till they're like real soft, and then they sprinkle cinnamon on them. And they also have these little fucking rolls. They're about. I don't know. They're like ping pong ball size and they're like literally injected with fucking butter and cheese and then cooked and they like puff up. They're like eating the best cheese at cracker you've ever eaten in fucking bread form. Oh God. And then they, <laughs> then they make this stuff called fried polenta bread. It's a Brazilian thing. It's like cornbread, but like crunchy cornbread. It's like a hard cornbread. And then, um, they have garlic mashed potatoes that are real good and all that stuff. They just keep bringing, So, like, they just bring it all out, like, family style, throw it on the table. You can eat as much as you want. They just keep refilling it as much as you want to eat. And they keep bringing the meat as much as you want to eat. If you want to sit there for two or three fucking hours and let it digest and just keep flipping the fucking thing to red and green, you can do it. You can sit there as long as you want to eat. And then, obviously, uh, they have any type of beer or whatever. They got a big bar, big wine section, um, all that kind of stuff.
4: Oh, fuck.
0: That's
1: pretty crazy. I'm pretty
4: fucking excited. I think we're gonna shut that motherfucker down come Saturday. So, <laughs> oh,
0: so, so sir, definitely. Do you, do you understand wanna... how the coasters work? Yes, I do, and that's why it's fucking green. Well, I notice <laughs> yeah. you haven't. I noticed you haven't flipped it. I'll flip it when I'm fucking ready. <laughs> I want lamb and ribeye. <laughs>
4: if I wanted your opinion, I'd give it to you. So just... God,
2: that
0: sounds badass. Sounds like you all got a fun-filled weekend. So have right. you guys never
1: been? You guys never been to a Brazilian Steakhouse?
0: No. I don't know. What, what is that? Why does that make it Brazilian? Like, it sounds like Steakhouse Mr. Getty's. Is what it sounds like. Like, <laughs> is that how they do shit? There's bureau? like uh, There's
1: three Texas Day Brazils in Texas, up there in the what? It, what are the three? Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin or those are those the three that are fairly close together up in like North Central Texas
4: Metroplex. Dallas Fort yeah. Worth. Whatever.
1: Yeah, there's three. There's three right there. You need you guys need to go. There's also one uh where Adepticon is at, there's a Texas Brazil in the like where Adepticon's at, there's a Texas Brazil within five minutes.
0: I mean, we might have to give it a shot. I don't know. I don't I don't I never even considered it as a steakhouse. If it was Texas de la Texas, I'd be there in a second. But that Brazil kind of throws it off. I just think of like mm. spicy steaks.
1: No, it's it's legit. You'll like
0: it. Well, all right. Sounds like y'all are in for a lovely evening, boys. And Ryan just keeps pulling out more and more orcs. Are you excited to play your orcs, Ryan? Are you excited to get the back of the table? Are y'all going to do any so. modified rules? Or are y'all just going to do straight seventh so edition? So I'm just going.
1: Gonna... No, 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 no. He's he's. We're both going to use the Age of Darkness chart. So I'm just going to use the age of darkness chart with my works and we're going to say that my true only my troop score. The only thing that Scott gave me as a concession was that knobs um, have implacable advance because the orc in the orc codex it, forever. It was always if you took a war boss, he made knobs troops. Yeah, um, but they got rid of that because in seventh edition, everything became scoring. So there was no need to write that in right. because everything scored anyway. So uh cause if not, otherwise I would literally just have boys as scoring units. Like, and, um, I'm to make 2,500 points because I, uh, I'm just playing orcs. Like literally I'm taking every model that I own pretty much. Um, so. Hmm. Yeah. So I got, I'll have like, a, here's my war boss on bike. So I'll have him. And then I got a, a pain boy on bike, a pain boy on foot. A big knob squad, um, a really big shooter boy squad, three smaller shooter boy or one small shooter boy squad and two small slugger like chopper squads all in trucks, um, a luda wagon with a bunch of ludas in it, uh, a really big bike squad. I think you can take orc bikes and squad of fifteen, so it'll be a full fifteen man orc bike squad. Um, a bunch of death coptas, a uh, battle wagon. Um, some rocket buggies, uh, one of the DACA jets, Pretty, basically everything I own. And I may have to call, I'm going to write the list. I may have to call Scott midweek and back the points down because I may literally run out of slots before I can make the points. Like, I, uh, because I got, if I got the bikes and four boy squads, so that's five troops. And I already have three fast and three heavy. I think the only thing I can't fill up is elites because I don't, uh, I had a bunch of, uh, Tank Bustas and um, some other shit that I just never got painted. I own it. It's in the closet. It was something I was working on whenever I uh, – this was the army I was playing a lot right before I got into Heresy. And then once I got into Heresy, I quit working on these guys and just went full working on Heresy. And my thought was always, you know, if I ever started enjoying 40K again, this was the army I was going to go back to. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. So
0: Just keep them around. Keep around just in case. Not um,
1: helpful, I'll, probably
0: Gork- I'll probably
1: play I'll probably play orc with them. And then if Scott likes this Great Crusade game, it's something maybe me and him can do every once in a while. And then if they, you know, you never know what Forge World might do. They might actually do Great Crusade something at some point. Or I thought,
0: that, I thought there was some fan-made, like, uh, horse heresy uh, rules out there, weren't they? For for orcs, using orcs. I thought they had good yeah, adjustments. Yeah, there might be.
1: I don't... I don't, it's not something I want to do every weekend. I mean, 30K is designed to be 30K. Like, yeah. I'm not big into really mixing the two. This is just, <clears throat> Scott wanted to see this army, and it's a really cool army, and I wanted to show it off anyway. And I just thought, like, if I was going to drag them all out and we were going to look at them, I'm like, you know, let's just play a game real quick. It's not going to kill us to play one game like this. So, but it's not something I want to do all the time.
0: Gotcha. Well, that sounds fun. Good luck. Good luck, boys. Let me know how that is. Send some pictures, man. Possibly even live stream it. Go to town with it. Go to town with the game.
1: Don't forget to take pictures. Oh, well, we
0: always—I always make all these big plans about taking <laughs>
1: pictures, and I always fucking forget to take pictures.
0: I'm gonna buy you a chest mount, care. like a little chest mount for a GoPro. I'm gonna send you a GoPro, and you're just gonna make you wear the GoPro whenever you're playing the game. <laughs> so people can watch play by play, and then we'll John Madden it like.
1: oh <laughs> So dig it. I think I think Scott'll
0: like this army though. It's pretty cool looking.
4: I believe you. I believe you.
0: <laughs> so next thing on the list to talk about is a Legion Sicaran Arqua Strike Tank. Arqua. <laughs> Arqua. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, I've been meaning to like get your breakdown on this fucking tank right now, and so I'm gonna run each little bit and piece by you one by one, and okay. I'm going to see if we got a yay or a nay from the Kimmel, from the Kimmel pewter. I'm, I'm, you've already seen all the rules, right? You've gone over this thing completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I mean, do you
0: just want my like broad sweeping opinion on it or do you want, like, how do you want to do it? We'll go point by point. All right. Okay. So first thing, the Legion Sakaran Arqua. What do you think about the name? How are you feeling about that Arquois? That's uh, kind of a goofy name. Not going to lie. There's not a lot of like Greek behind it. Like I feel like they're like it arcs. We'll just Arcus. It Arcus. We'll just call it the Arcus. <laughs> Darkwa. So, I don't I don't understand the name. It, it's whatever. But Legion yeah. Legion the Karnarqua. Uh 205 points. How you feeling about that points? You mad at it? Um in comparison to
1: everything before book 7, it's fine. If you put book seven in the mix, it's too many points.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Compared to the custodies takes, it's too many points, but that's like saying, um, I don't know, compared to like Brad Pitt, I'm kind of ugly or something like that. I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't really know. It really depends. Like me and my friends were talking like book seven is so out of whack. We're really curious to see what they do with book eight and where it falls in line. Like, does it go more with the rest of the books? Or does it go, like, full book seven? Full, I guess, full book seven? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I, I don't I don't feel like this... I feel like this tank is more in line with the older stuff.
4: Right. Yeah, it seems a little more, uh, you know, balanced point, points. For its of points, so. yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, I think it's... Well, we'll get to... Like, you said you want to go through it point by point. So, but... I guess what I'm getting yeah. at is... is It's good, and I think that it's a fair points cost if you throw out, like I said, if you throw out Book 7. If you treat that like the anomaly that it seems to be, like the Custode's fucking silliness, um, it's fine. Like, I I don't think that it's cheesy for its points at all.
0: Are you going to be running a Arqua in your Death Guard list?
1: Nah, probably not. It doesn't seem very... I don't know. Like, it's... I'll probably just stick with the standard Sakarin. I just love the way it looks. I'm, I'm not a fan of the turret. It looks kind of like Johnny five. I'm not a huge fan of the way this one looks. Um, I definitely think the rules are good. I, I mean, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like it. It's just, it's not something I just absolutely 100% have to go buy and own.
4: Not your taste so much.
1: It's not even really that as like, I don't know. Like it's fine. I, I'm waiting for the plasma one. I of of the three new ones that came out, I think I like the looks of the plasma one the best. I'm hoping that it has like just even passable rules. I mean, if it's rules are just like, you know, like we just talked about like the, you know, the Achilles or like, I like running attack bikes, stuff like that, that like, I feel like I can make work. Like these are good. If you use them this way and you run them in the right type of list, like you can make this unit work. Like that's all it has to be. It doesn't have to be like, you know, fucking fosfex quad mortar level. Good. Like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, if it is, it is. But, you know, if it's just, like... As long as it's not, like, destroyers bad, like we talked about on the last episode, <laughs> like, shit like that, that, that makes it pretty hard to stomach running something like that when it's, like... You know, it's not even really that it's bad. It's just that sometimes they make things so expensive and bad on top of it that it's like, well, I can run two units that I actually enjoy running that still look cool in place of this one unit that I do like the way it looks, but it's just shitty and too many points. So I think I'll just stick with running the two things that I actually like to run, that kind of scenario.
0: For sure. No, absolutely. Uh, So armor and all that, I mean, it's just like a standard Sakaar, and I don't know how much of that we can actually say, but let's go for 13, 12, 12, 3.
4: Yeah, all the upgrades are the same for all the other variants as well, besides Bonson and some... Yeah, and, stuff.
1: and the um, Sakharin, the basic Sakharin is my favorite tank in the Heresy, like when you look at uh, how it performs, um, what it looks like, and just fluff, like all around, I, it's my favorite tank in the Heresy. I just, the standard Sakharin with the twin accelerator cannons, that thing just looks so fucking cool, and it, you know, I like that it's a fast tank, so it, it could move and fire all of its guns and all that, I just think it looks so cool. I don't um.
0: So the, yeah. I
1: don't I don't like spam them like I, I own I think I only own them I only own one for my Blood Angels I, uh, my Salamanders are drop pods so I don't own one there my Word Bears I'm running Last of the Serrated Sun so once again drop pods don't own one there I might do one for my Death Guard maybe down the road I don't know I'm kind of trying to stick to like the Land Raider transport you know siege theme so I don't know But in my Blood Angels, I have one and I planned on getting, you know, another one. I'm hoping the Plasma one's good and I want to get a Plasma one too for my Blood
0: Angels. Fuck yeah. So it maintains the vehicle tank fast. The Arqua is still fast and still a tank. Uh, Comes with extra armor, searchlight, smoke launchers. Comes with a heavy bolter mounted and, of course, the uh, turret mounted twin Arqua launcher with Arqua warheads. So. Yep. So, it does come with everything that you would imagine. Um, Hunter Killer Missile upgrade, Dozer Blade upgrade, Auxiliary Drive upgrade, Armored Ceramine upgrade. Uh, you can <coughs> take Sponsons. So, you can take Heavy Bolters and Last cannon Sponsons if you want, just like the normal Sakarin. Yep. Uh, I guess let's talk about this Ripple Fire. So, on any turn in which the Sikaran Arqua does not move in the movement phase and the shooting phase, the controller may choose to have the twin arqua launcher fire twice in the shooting phase. If the controller player chooses to fire the weapon twice, both attacks must target the same unit and use the same profile. So, I guess just first things first, without actually upgrading the warheads, you're going to be getting the just a normal Arqua warheads which are thirty-six inch range, strength eight AP two, heavy war, cluster warhead terminal tracking. Uh and then that cluster warhead, if the weapon successfully scores a penetrating hit on a target with an armor value, you roll D three times on the vehicle damage and select the highest result to apply. Which is pretty fucking bonkers considering it's AP two. Um yeah it's
1: just like the launcher on the uh it's it's a heavy Zyphon. four version
0: of the launcher on the Xyphon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, if you don't move, which is, I guess if you put yourself in a good enough position to where you didn't have to move that entire turn, then you're getting eight of those shots. Just
1: Yeah, and it's a 36-inch range, I believe, on the standard yeah. warheads. And you're and not... the gun is twin-linked, right? The gun itself is twin-linked. No. Uh, he said twin-something
4: launcher. It's just called twin. Turret-mounted twin it's arc wall launcher. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, really cool. it's not like, like... Oh, okay. Fun little facts... uh, about it that I—I mean, everyone might have noticed this, and maybe I'm late to the party, but none of the missiles that you can buy for this thing have barrage. So,
0: yeah, it's direct maybe,
4: fire. Yeah, it's all direct fire weapons.
0: So it's just a really strong fucking gun. It's just shooting big ass bullets at you. It's all it's doing. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. So successful jink and cover saves against this weapon must be rerolled. So it looks like that has terminal tracking on that Arqua warhead. Uh, well, it's so, a little
1: weaker, because the standard... The, well, you said cover and... How did you jink. read it? Yeah, successful you, jink. You okay. no cover saves against... Okay, yeah, so the, the standard Sakharin just straight ignores Jink. Yes.
4: Right.
1: So the standard Sakharin's better against Jink, because it just ignores it, not re-roll. But this is better against more things, because it's both cover and Jink. You have to re-roll. So, yeah. so, do you so think- it's watered down against Jink, but better against just normal units
0: and cover. So so so, would you use this as like an answer to, uh, Custodes?
1: No, it's vehicles. not any better than anything else. Oh, against Custodes vehicles? Yeah. Well, I think they're armor thirteen with a flare shield, so you're only gonna be able to glance them. Yeah. Unless you get in the side arc.
4: And, and then, then you're the shitty the, the shitty fire thing because you moved. So. Right,
1: and then they get still get to jink and then fire back at you at full ballistic skill because they have power of the machine spirit and they're cheaper than you. Because it's customs. Yep.
0: <laughs> but this can't get past the machine spirit now. So I guess let's move on to the next warhead. Uh, so the cool thing about this is Karen Arcus may take any of the following. The, I'm sorry. This is Karen Arcois. may take any of the following uh, Pyrax warhead and Neutron Flux warhead. So it's not replacing anything. Uh, <coughs> so the Sky Spear and the Sky Spear warheads. Uh, so with the Sky Spear warhead, these are 48 inch range, strength seven, AP three, heavy four, terminal tracking, skyfire interceptor. So kind of bunk on the AP three, but I mean they are going to be like I don't
1: think it matters because it's you got to think if you're intercepting with it, it's not moved, so it's going to be shooting four times.
0: Yep. Or eight sorry, times. eight times.
1: Eight times, yeah, twice at four shots. Hold so, on one second.
0: does Ripple Fire let you. Does not move in both the movement phase and the shooting phase? The control player yet. may choose to have the twin Arqua fire twice in the shooting phase. So, if you're using Interceptor.
3: Yeah, that only works on your. Oh,
0: twin. you're not shooting in the shooting phase. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. But you still have Skyfire. So, as long as you don't intercept with it, it's like, I will forego intercepting you to get eight shots in the shooting phase. So, it's kind of yeah. like America. It's yeah. It's kind of a, a tough yeah. decision. It's like, does that lightning looking at me? Or is it looking at? Well, you're gonna want to shoot before the lightning shoots because the
1: lightning's gonna target <laughs> yes. you
0: because they know where you're gonna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm off. So gonna you'll just ask
3: if you bought the sky spears, and if you say yes, they're gonna start blasting the shit. You out, know,
0: out once of again, that's gonna be the coolest Mexican standoff. <laughs> Did you buy the sky spears? Yes. Looking at each other, just back and forth. But... but, but, but...
1: Yeah, the the key to this thing though is that it's intercept on a three sixty degree turret mount. That's pretty rare. Most things in heresy don't have that. Um, That's why we've we've talked about it a lot. Like the mortis dreadnought is severely like people really it's severely overrated as an anti air unit in my opinion because it's so fucking easy because it only has a forty five degree arc of fire. It's super fucking easy just to not fly into its arc of fire, and then the fact that the way that that helical targeting array works on it, you have to not move it during your turn declare that it has sky fire and intercept so that means for that turn even if you want to shoot it on the turn you don't move it before you even know whether the flyer's coming in or not it's usually going to have to snap fire at ground targets and then when the flyer comes on if they're dumb enough to bring it into the arc and range because it only shoots 24 inches because most people put the carries on it then you can shoot something down I've never seen have you I've I've personally have never seen a mortis a mortis dreadnought shoot a flyer down in any game
0: no
1: I haven't either
4: have you Scott? Uh dread dreadclaws, but never a, like a plane, a proper yeah, flyer. An
1: actual It'll, flyer, yeah. Yeah. So for all the like people that are always like, this is my anti air, I've never seen it, and I've played hundreds of
0: games. Yeah, I've actually even fucked up a Daredeo. Like a, a
1: Yeah.
4: Unfortunately it's like the Super AA one and it, it suffers that same uh that same drawback really.
1: Yeah. Now the only thing about it, it is it does have a 360 degree missile launcher on its top so against the light the real light armored flyers like right. a uh, and it hits on side armor as well. so like on a uh, Avenger or something like that, you're hitting armor 10 or armor 11, you know on a like a lightning or a ziphon it's one of those things you can at least usually make them jink you're not likely to kill them with it, but mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you have a, only a two-hole point Avenger you know on ballistic skill five. So I'm going to hit you on anything but once and then all I need out of these three dice is to come, two dice to come up four or better and I'm putting two whole points on you and killing you. So you're pretty much forced into jinking and then, um, you know.
0: Damn, dude. So, I was just thinking about... Okay, so now in the heavy support, in the very coveted heavy support slot, you have this 205 point Arqua coming in. in. I mean, if you're looking at taking a daredeo at 185 points and putting him with the the alios that's another 35 points like it, would you ever take a daredeo over an Arqua at this point like i don't what like it really um Daredeo has Derudeo. a
1: has a what a, the Daredeo is a five up invulnerable save to shooting
4: correct yes yeah.
0: five up
1: um and it's 13 13 on the side as well right 13 13, no, 13
0: 12 11 Okay. Three whole points, 13, so 12, 11. It is Bliskyo 5, though.
1: And it's twin-linked.
0: And it does the have gun, thunder. Uh,
1: yeah. I I think they're... I mean, I think there's still an argument for for both. I mean, the the plus the other one being a walker um, does fight back in close combat. I mean, you're not likely to do something, but it's not just like a tank where they run in and fucking, you don't have any recourse but to sit there and die right. shoot him in the face next turn with your fucking
0: like <laughs> with your eight shots yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not barrage so just eat a dick
1: <clears throat> yeah i don't know i mean it, it's one of those things the i'm with you to, i mean i th-
0: you don't have to deal with the helical targeting array bullshit like,
1: yeah, you don't have to deal with that, and then as AP2, the main gun, you know, because you have the versatility of the rounds. I guess the thing is to buy the AA rounds, it becomes even more points, is the problem. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure does. So, you're looking at 185 plus 35 to make it Missile Launcher Daredeo, which is 220, and then, yep. then to make your Arqua,
3: the Sky Spear ends up being 15 points. So that also comes up 220,
1: yeah,
0: so it's right at right at 220, both at
3: 220. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. I, I mean, I I think you'd pretty much always run the tank at that point. I think the tank's mm-hmm. probably superior because you get the versatility of doing the standard rounds, which the standard rounds are are really good. They're really strong.
0: So if if we were playing Mad Money, I'd say people would start investing in plasma cannonades. <laughs> like it's it's coming. It's <laughs> yeah. well then they, then they have a fucking Saccharin plasma cannonade coming too. But right, what are they what and are they doing to like, the Dareio? <laughs> What's happening to her?
4: That. The quad yeah. being the being the tank type, if you play Shatterstrike just like the standard book mission, that becomes scoring because of the heavy armor rule. for That special mission, that Daredevil never will be. So I mean, I know it's like yeah. a one in six chance, but it's still something to think about.
1: Yeah, plus, plus there's was, a lot of rights of war. That's you know, like you have to take tanks, like right. armored breakthrough, um, or <laughs> what head of the Gorgon has something to do with tanks too, doesn't it?
0: Uh,
4: they gain outflank, so yeah. you could outflank that motherfucker. Period. Yeah, and you can that also that put. Got... Side problem becomes less of an issue. You yeah, can also Sky put Casper Yep, put Castman North yeah. in there and give it Tank Hunter with its eight strength eight AP two shots with <laughs> thermal tracking. <laughs>
1: yeah, also BS
0: five right? He's BS five
1: yep. as well.
4: Man, hit a, hits on twos.
0: Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. Well, that's that's a brutal combo out the gate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I was thinking. I was thinking about yeah.
0: how great a Arqua yeah. would be outflanking, but like putting Casterman or Orth in there is just fucking insane.
4: Fellow Ironhands players out there, you know, bust out your wallets. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so go
1: th- go through the other couple rounds. But yeah, I, I think you pointed. I didn't really think about that, Michael, because I don't run the Derridao Darada- that often. Um, I guess in certain rights of war, you don't have a choice. Like because like if you run orbital assault. You know, you can't take a tank, but you can put a Derridao in a pod.
0: In a in a Charybdis, right? Yeah, okay. something. Jesus. Yeah, it's got to be a Charybdis. You can't See? put
1: it in a Dreadnought Drop Pod?
0: I don't think so. Uh, so a, Levi- a Leviathan will fit in a Dreadnought, yeah,
1: Dreadnought I mean, Drop I mean, Pod, Leviathan but a Derridao won't?
0: No, <laughs> they don't, it doesn't give them the option, I don't believe, to go into a Dreadnought Drop Pod. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty...
4: I think it's just phallic barrels. They stick out the doors. <laughs> <You can't> just
0: <laughs> big ass barrels. That's why yeah. Gilliman fucking started making them.
1: Make yeah, Arquas. he does get
4: the option. Yeah, whatever.
0: So yeah, I think there. It's kind of they've kind of obsoleted that unit with this unit. Hopefully, it'll come down to points. We'll see a lot more days on the field. And it's yeah, it's. Oh,
1: it's always been a tick points heavy. I mean, I've never been like mad at it where I'm like, man, this thing, like it's, it's always been slightly too many points, but not like where you can't play it. Kind of like Outrider bikes. Like I still play
0: Outrider bikes, but I still, th- I think they're too many points. Right. Dang, dude. They still got the automatic paves that they haven't even unleashed yet for the Daredeo. Like yeah. they, they had that yeah. already designed up and made. Like that thing's better...
4: super fucking points heavy. That <laughs> thing's like a 50 point upgrade to that. Yeah monk of shit so <laughs> i think
0: they need to probably drop that down to like 25 points to make people use it yeah and to fucking sell it because unfortunately right now you've priced yourself out for it world like
1: yeah well it's to the say they've kind of done that like the standard contempter i don't know why you would run the standard contempter with the way the mortis is and the way the leviathan is mm-hmm. you know like it and the way the the cordis contempter is like you don't see anybody just run normal contemptors anymore. Hardly ever. Right. Uh, there's really no reason to.
0: And, and it's so crazy how like contemptors used to be like, like a solid unit. Like, but now like people just run them to die. Like they pretty much like run them to their death. Like into the fucking oh, yeah. fray. Like it's no longer this. Like oh, this is my relic. I think, like
4: <laughs> I think a Derradeo and a Contemptor are good if you stop thinking them as like backfield deep strike security like you brought up like you can still walk a mortise forward with the dual carries and put some paint on something but oh that's
1: how i yeah, yeah that's how you should you gotta totally
4: get out of that mindset that they're gonna sit back in a corner and like save you from yeah fucking lightnings murking you murking your spartan that's, that's the whole happen.
1: that's the whole like one we, i talked about earlier not liking gun lines that's yeah, the crap right. you fall into with that it's like I take these three gun line units and then everything else in my army, I just have to fucking take to babysit those three units. Yeah. And then the problem is when somebody comes with a hard counter to that and they deep strike in your backfield, you're married to those fucking units. Mm-hmm. So you, the smart thing to do would be to just fucking drive away and abandon that shit. But then you've yeah. abandoned half your army. So you can't afford to do that. So you're forced into standing and try to fight a close combat army with your fucking gunline army, which always ends and you getting your ass whipped. So you, because you've like, you basically entered a bad marriage. That's how I look at fucking stuff like (laughs) that. Like, you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I don't like playing. That's one of the reasons I don't like playing shit like that. It's one of those... It's very beginner. I'll just... I'll put it out that way. I'm not trying to, like, shit on anybody. Like, some people just like to play that way. But to me, it's a very play-school-style, beginner-play-style, take a bunch of big guns, make a line, roll a bunch of dice. Like, there's... Any good player is going to just... Annihilate that. Not even... Yeah, not yeah. be faced by that. Well, that. And to me, it also it's also boring. Like, once you become more advanced, you've played several games, I mean, it, you deploy your models and you roll a bunch of... Like, it just gets old. Like, I just... It, I think
0: since, since doing this show, since we first started, like, do you remember whenever we, like, first, like, back in, like, episode, like, 15 and all that? And this is kind of just... A little bit off topic we're talking. Like all the lists we were getting were designed to fight gunline armies. Like everybody was like, Oh, well, you know, this is for fighting this, this is for fighting that. And like in with the idea that these were gonna be I'm gonna fight a walking forward tactical squad, or I'm gonna fight a walking forward. Like everything was (laughs) like this like I'm gonna fight this gun line. And then like now or episode sixty-six, everybody's like, you know. I need a hard counter to something deep striking onto me. Like I like everything is like super aggressive now, meta wise. Like everybody has aggressive as meta now. I don't. I just. It's something I noticed like real quick. Like it's no longer the way the meta was a year and a half ago, where it's just like kind of. I build my army to fight against a static gun line. There are static gun lines, are there? There are people that run four fucking yeah. You know, Sekhrens. That happens, but there's just. You know, know. it's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah,
4: I think I think especially with those two units, like it's it's just better to look at them as you know that that like deep strike interceptor helical targeting array thing. Just think of that as something totally secondary, just like that is an extra bonus if and when that situation did pop up, but it almost never does.
0: Yeah, I would really like. Even when I was running and, and still do, you know, I have every Derridaeo variant you can have. I've got the, uh, right. the auto cannon one, we have the last cannon one, we have the plasma cannonade one. And yeah. like what sucks is I, the only reason I have them is because they look cool. But as far as like fitting in my uh, orbital assault dreadnought army or dreadnought list, they just you, I can't take them. I'm not going to buy a charybdis to fucking get a, yeah. a Derridaeo up the field. Oh, it, I think geez. they could really unlock some pretty cool. Meta for the Derradeo if they were to give it a Dreadnought uh-huh. drop pod, like I would love to have my plasma fucking pod, <laughs> my plasma Derradeo just like come in somewhere and just unleash hell. Like,
3: knock knock, here comes the cock.
0: Yeah, exactly. Knock knock, here comes the cock. So, I don't know. Probably, probably if, if Forge World is listening right now, can you <laughs> can you relook into Derradeo, please? He's if you price people away from the Derradeo, it's a badass model. We just need to just just revamp points on it maybe a little bit or even possibly just give it give it a Dreadnought drop pod, which you probably won't do because you don't make the Dreadnought drop pod anymore. That fucking sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, back to the Arquois. It's that Forge World rep who was just listening. He's like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying it like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming. So, the next thing on the list here is the Pyrax Warheads. So, these are a 20-point upgrade, 36-inch uh, range, strength 5, AP4, heavy 2, large blast ignores cover. So, if you don't move, that goes up to heavy 4, right? So, 4 heavy, yep. large blast, and strength 5, AP4. Uh, I ain't mad at it. Not game-changing, but, you know, it's a... Uh, What's it
1: do against cover? It ignores cover, right? ignores cover completely,
0: yeah. yeah. So, That's, like,
1: against, like, that would be fucking awful against, like, people like Scott who take yeah, solo Xilla behind me, a right? defense wall.
4: Oh, yeah. Go. like That's that would There's two get armies up. now that have that. Uh, the fucking <laughs> crack this mechanical thing, and now this. Yeah. Okay, good. I was, you know, I was worried that those fucking 120 <laughs> man bitches were a little overpowered. So yeah. I'm glad they uh, fucking put me in my place. <laughs> this this
1: also fuck up phalax real nice for you. It'll fuck up because um, it wounds them on fours and just puts wounds on them. Now they are multi wound models, but you know they still don't want to get shot with it. Um, it God kills heart. thralls because thralls upgrade to that carapace armor. Just you know, slaughters them. Yeah, yeah, it just removes those guys. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's pretty situational i mean it it would be like if scott had one against this fucking orc army we're about to play great crusade style and fucking kill the shit out of orcs the best armor save they have is a four up unless they go to mega armor (laughs) um which i'm
0: yeah sorry scorpius i need to Uh, borrow this
1: real quick (laughs) yeah so uh so yeah it's like it's good against solar ox it'd be good against militia um it'd be good you know it's very situational it's you pay extra for these right 20
0: points yeah yeah. Twenty points for that. How many? 20, Twenty points.
1: Twenty points for that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna do that.
1: Why would you ever do that? I don't
0: know. I wouldn't. I just i just kill eight dudes. <laughs> just <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you, know, you could kill out swathes I mean, of See
1: that's the problem. They've made this so go ahead and do the last warhead, but I'll just like we can say it here, say it afterwards, it doesn't really matter. I, I think we're the on the standard same page. warhead. Yeah, like yeah, the standard warhead is the best warhead. Like just it's the best. Like yeah. The only one that I see that really does anything unique is the anti-air one. Like, that would be the only one i would ever think about taking.
0: I think I think the mindset behind this so far... I'm going to read the last one, but yeah. I, I think I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw this out there. They're trying to Swiss Army tank it right now to where, like, you know, yeah. you, it's like, oh, well, if you fucking were to take all these warheads and now you have... Let me see. What is that looking at? You've got 30 points for the new trucks. You've got 20 points for the Pyrax and another 15 for the Sky Spear. So you're looking at 65 points. So you're taking 280 points just bare bones for all the warheads. If you were to go to an event where you don't know who you're going to play against, then you've got this like Swiss Army tank of fucking like, oh, I'm going against Mechanicum this turn. Well, good thing I got my Neutron yeah, Flux warheads.
4: A- that's a lot to pour into something that can fucking go bye yeah. bye with one last can. Yeah, though. exactly. You know? Exactly. Like if this hey, was super heavy status same syndrome. That le- <laughs> at that point it suffers the same disease the leviathan does. Right? Like, yes, exactly. One fucking lucky shot's gonna blow that three hundred points right off the table. But the la-
1: the leviathan's got a four up
0: and vulnerable save. Right. Yeah. Maybe one better.
4: Yeah. One lightning I mean, flies on the table beautiful.
0: and fucking ices that shit real quick. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. It. I don't know it's uh i'll read this last one so the the neutron flux warheads uh 24 inch range strength 7 ap4 heavy 4 with terminal tracking that means all jink and cover saves must be re-rolled and it has the neutron flux rule that means it gains instant death special rule when targeting models with the cybernetica cortex special rule which is pretty fucking brutal (laughs) like that's (laughs)
4: Oh, yeah. Well,
1: the problem is it's only AP4,
0: so the only thing that really, really fucks
1: up bad are Vorax. Like, poor Vorax are just fucked. no, <laughs> Because it ignores their armor, and you're just fucking picking up models. So if you shoot a unit of Vorax with that, this is it's like, bye, fucking get get them things off my table. But <laughs> the, the I guess Castellax, <laughs> Castellax have a 3-up armor save, you know, so they're gonna get their armor save, so... You figure it, what's it, shoot four times?
0: Yes. Four times. If you don't move, it's eight times.
1: I guess I just, it's one of those things, like, out of four times, like, and what strength is it?
4: Seven. Uh, it is strength seven. Wounds them on fours.
1: So it wounds them on fours, so you know, on average, you're gonna, you know, hit and wound them maybe twice, and then they're gonna get two three-up armor saves. Um, I guess once again, I think, I mean, just shooting them with the stock standard missile, strength eight, you're gonna wound them on threes, yeah. and then they're just ignoring their armor.
4: That's if it's just one cast like so, right? Like if you're shooting at a squad of three. Well, monsters creatures have a unit coherency of what, four inches? So they could spread it out, I guess.
0: Yeah, Uh it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not barrage or anything. It's just heavy four.
4: No, it's not a blast.
0: It's just direct fire.
1: Oh, it's just direct Mm -hmm. fire on Mm them.
4: A shot, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I felt three saves all the time.
1: (laughs) Would you pay thirty extra points though, just for that? Or I mean, I think I, I just shoot (laughs) them. I mean, cuz I was looking at it like against a Thanatar with the two up save, like I would rather just shoot it with strength 8 missiles that wounded on 4s that just ignore its fucking armor and just put wounds on yeah. it. It's only four
0: wounds. It's so cr- it's just what's it's, it's crazy because if you do take that, then you're that guy. Like you're the guy who like tailored his list. Like that's just
4: happening. Like Yeah, you were in <laughs> on it. You knew what yeah. was going <laughs> go I,
0: I just
1: I think you're better served taking the just leaving it with the stock standard Round because it shoots further. It's it's going to ignore everything's armor. It's high. It's the highest strength. It's just the best all round round. And then I would probably give it the AA round just because it's unique and it's like one of the few things in the game that will actually fuck up a Vulture X.
4: Go fuck yeah! Shut that fucking stupid thing down. So they're gonna they're gonna
1: have to jink with that thing because yeah. you just can't you can't uh, gamble with that. Just you know. Shooting and killing you. I and mean, it's, one
4: it's a, if it jinxes, it's a flying turd with thighs. Like it doesn't do anything yeah. at that point. So,
0: yeah. I'm actually, I, I was wondering, <laughs> do monstrous creatures get anything against instant death? Or is it just like.
4: No, no. dude. It, that's nope. what's there for. That's why it's good. It yeah. It just fucking river picks river them list. up. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah.
0: just
1: high. They're just height toughness that's why they're typically immune to it we're getting yes. an echo somebody's got their headphones or mic or something up too high
4: yeah if you play against a guy who plays castle axe and if you bought that round and if they don't have them with maximum unit coherency which they probably will well once again that doesn't matter it's not blast oh yeah fuck i keep forgetting that. well i don't <laughs> know never mind it's yeah it's, like i accent. think it's that
1: castle <laughs> Castellax are really the only unit it matters against. A Thanatar is too good of armor save. Um, then the the Vorax it just removes.
4: Yeah, you gotta shut down all those Iron Circle players. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, that's just me, but it's, I'm the only one I don't know.
1: It's it's one of those things. I just I'm not with the only having a 24 inch range and it being so specialized and costing fucking 30 more points. I just it's nothing I would ever take.
0: Like this is this is definitely one of those like knee jerk creations from like the four roll team plays Mechanicum once it's like ah oh, this is way too powerful. <laughs> <We> Ugh, need- <laughs>
4: those powerful Domitars I fought against like
0: <laughs> those Voltrex <laughs> fucked my world up. We need some we need an answer. We need an answer this. So I
4: would, I would so take I lo- it just to oh. troll Jason Hall and kill his Arlo attacks though in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would be all over that. <laughs> it's...
0: Oh, I fucking hate those right? Arl
4: attacks. I have a vendetta against them. I'm, shit, I'm, I'm pre-ordering one of these now just for him.
1: <laughs> um, so I think this thing's going to suffer from all the points. So it's no different than a standard Sakaran other than it's got like boosted offensive output, essentially. But it's no more durable. So all that really means, like, if you only take a single one of these, it's just going to be the thing that your opponent shoots the first opportunity they get, it's going to be the thing they focus in on. So it's kind of one of those, I don't know. It's like, I'm not super attracted to units that all their points are most, the majority of their points are there because of its offensive output. Right. You know what I mean? Like those, those things typically end up getting all, you know, totally focused on and just killed and you don't really get to use. So it's like it's one of those tanks, if you're gonna take one, you almost have to take two. Or you have to take something else that's also like maybe this and a scorpus. Like I could see that being annoying because like at least here, like in our you know, game club, most guys take like one Scorpus because it's it's a Scorpus is almost identical in in what this thing does. It's got like super high offensive output. It's not super defensive, but it's pretty good. The Scorpus is actually more defensive because it's barrage, you can fucking just hide it where it's harder to get to. Yeah, yeah. So I see it, it. I still think the score like so. Like people were getting mad at this or thinking it was overpowered. Um, I still think the Scorpus is way better than this because the Scorpus does almost the same thing that this thing does as far as like offensive output while being slightly more defensive, and it's also at like a throwaway points value. Yeah. And then the the mechanic and people that were getting triggered because this is quote unquote anti mechanicum. Look at a Creos Venator. A Creos Venator is in my opinion better than this thing for 50 less points they're both fast they both have a heavy four gun the krios venator is strength nine ordnance four shots this thing strength eight four shots not ordnance, but it gets the if you score pins you get extra damage rolls but they're pretty one gets through your armor easier while one when it gets through your armor blows you up easier but they're pretty equivalent there. Like I said, they're both fast. The Krios comes with a free um, flare shield, flare shield, and then it also gets to reroll difficult terrain. Um, and it has a six-up thing. On a six-up, it gets a whole point back yeah. or whatever. Uh, the Creos can be squadroned.
4: The Creos and- can score in an order reductor list if it gets in your enemy's deployment zone. So correct. That's um gross.
1: So. I mean, the Krios doesn't have the option to buy the extra rounds, the different rounds, Um, and it also isn't turret-mounted, so you have to actually point the tank in a different direction or whatever. But, I mean, for its points, I think the Krios is a better tank. So people who think this is overpowered, I mean, there's, like I said, the Scorpius, the Krios. I mean, there's so many things that are better, more points-efficient than this that have been out forever that people don't really bitch about that much. So, I mean, I just don't see why this, like, the few people that were saying, oh, this is overpowered. Well, I don't really understand that line of thinking.
4: I think it kind of follows, like, the better trends of rules writing. Like, we saw book one through six where it's something that can kill a lot of stuff and increase casualty rates. But it's not unkillable like it's not impossible to interact with in a lot of different ways
1: you pay the points for it and it's price yeah and you pay the points,
4: you know, for, it yeah, pay the points yeah. for it i think yeah. that i actually think it's probably you know I,
1: I would say book one through five scott i don't book six is a little sketchy too it's not as sketchy as book seven but you got, can't remember that's my you got, favorite
4: one man i love but, book, six. book six i don't play well, from it but I yeah
1: well it's score score is in that book no yeah <sighs> um there's some other fucking just sketchy shit. You get what I'm
4: saying. Like yeah, you yeah. Get the, the mess. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I think it's probably, uh, encouraging to see rules along these lines as opposed to what you saw in book seven,
1: you know? Yeah, I agree with Scott. So I'm hoping book eight goes back more to the, the original heresy twins. I don't want to see any more book seven or shit. And I'm hoping that book seven at some point gets fucking revisited and some of that
0: shit changes. Once Forge World sold enough of their fucking <laughs> Custodes tanks, and they're like, okay, time to bump it back up. Come on up. get Set the bargain. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, looking at it right now, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the uh, – because we had kind of had a discussion on what these prices were going to look like, and I don't know if you – I'm pretty sure if you were to go back and listen to that episode – I think you had said that you could see this being priced around 200 points if it was about the same as the Scorpus. And I think you had like pre-priced it before we had any fucking idea of what it was, so you were like kind of in line. Yeah, but
1: it's not it's not like the Scorpus. I mean, no, it does yeah. it's not barrage, it's not blast whatever. I mean, I yeah. think it has similar offensive output, it's just different.
4: This is definitely better tactics-wise, it's going to be a different thing to use, I would say. Right.
1: This this is what like, you're going to want to go after. Like, imagine shooting this fucking thing at Land Speeder squadrons with that standard round.
4: Yeah. It's your destroying. strength
1: eight. Your strength eight. So you need threes to glance, fours to pin. Once you pin, you're rolling three dice to try to get really yep. high results. And then they have to reroll their jinx save against it. And usually, Land Speeders are squadroned.
4: So Shut you're those just gonna, javelin players up, man. Yeah, right it's just there. gonna
1: fucking tear through that against like an armored breakthrough list where people are running a bunch of like lightly armored predators and shit. If you can drive this thing up and get in its side arc, you know you're gonna fucking hammer. You know, <laughs> once fourth. you get one through,
2: <laughs>
1: well, it doesn't have to be like just a standard one. Same thing, like I, this would actually be a fun matchup. Imagine running like three of these against like somebody running Ordo Reductor with a bunch of like Creoses uh, and um tri- uh, Triaros. Yep. Because those things are only armor 12 on the side. So, and this, and they're, but the vent, like we just talked about this and the Venator are very similar. And, you know, with the standard rounds they are both fast. They have, they have a lot. Of, so it's going to be who can out maneuver who and get in the side arc first to get that shot. Cause if a Venator shoots this thing in the side, it's probably lights out. If this thing shoots a Venator in the side, it's probably lights out. So it, it'd be an interesting, you know, tank duel. Once again, the venator's cheaper. And can be squadron, so I mean, they're gonna mechanic and players will have the edge, like yeah. in that duel. But it would still be an interesting, fun battle. That's why I you play
4: Iron Hands and take out of the Gorgon, folks. Without
1: outflank, yeah, yeah, that would be really. This would this would be a perfect head of the Gorgon tank. Now that Scott brings it so, up, oh
4: goddamn man, don't make me spend this money. I can't. Oh, I, mean, I, I job. it's already spent. <laughs> spent more. Yeah, I mean, it's. Funny.
1: I'm just being real here. Or uh, a sacrificial offering list with two or three of these. Yeah, oh, yeah. Coming in from outflank. I mean, because you can, g- you know, get around anything that has a flare shield or whatever, and you're shooting that weaker. Because almost every predator chassis tank, which you see a lot of, or rhino chassis tank, is armor eleven on the side. Sure. Things is going to fucking hammer right through that. Um, people running like squadrons of fucking uh, those artillery tanks. Like, here's my Medusa squadron. Yeah, well, I'll just outflank here and shoot like the squadron in the side. And you know you're getting the triple roll to get explodes results. You can just blow up that whole fucking squadron in one salvo. So, you know that's that's where this thing's going to shine. That that's what's so weird is to me. It's biggest because of it's like the strength eight, and you get the trip. You want to get pins to get that. To, you know to get a roll of three dice. You're going to want to use it as like a flanking out maneuvering tank. But then if it moves, it doesn't get to shoot. It's four times. So you're going to have to really weigh. Like, the I, turn you
4: come in, you'll have to kill what's your biggest threat, you know? Really, that's Well, what it. I'm that's getting the, at is like exciting.
1: being on a fast caren chassis and being only strength eight, but and getting this thing, you're gonna want to move it to yep. get into side arc. But yep. if you move it, you're having your number of potential shots. So it's like it, it's it, the big rule that it has is the the ripple right. fire, whatever. Yeah. I I mean, me personally. If I took the tank, I would probably rarely use that. I'm an aggressive player. I'm I'm always gonna take position over shooting more shots, you know, anyway. That's just how I play. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm all about model position on the table, moving around. I think that's where the game is won and lost. So it it's just it's one of those things. It's kind of like a little bit of a paradox built into the model.
0: Yeah. It's I mean, and that's what makes it I mean that that's hands down what makes it uh I guess you got the setup and you got the payoff, and so what they're it looks like what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it a target. It's like I have to make that thing move, so I have to threaten that, or else yeah. and if I don't, you know, yeah, it's a it's a
4: this kind of a I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but in sacrificial offering, can you take a lord of war like in your your yeah. your like so you could take Perseverabo, have sacrificial offering, and outflank this on turn one. Yeah. Technically, and then you're really going to get the mileage out of those Skyfire interceptor shots because with the turn-mounted the tank, there's no way they're going to come in anywhere. Like as long as you're smart and not, yeah, take some Good fucking.
0: Good lord, heat. you fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> like get out of here with that <laughs> combo! Like get out of here!
4: Hey man, Just, I'm the, it,
1: the other thing. The, the other <laughs> thing that that nobody's brought up that's really that's really going to be fucking scared by this are two Terminators.
4: Ugh, yep. Yeah. Because it
1: it, doub- it doubles them out, um, and it's going to ignore any feel no pain that they might have, um, and it ignores their armor. They're going to have to default for their inval save.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean, it's direct fire, so you're not re- re- worrying about them. You're going to get your four shots through. Uh, if they're walking for some fucking god awful reason, or maybe if you blasted their tank out of the, the water first turn, then you. You can stand still, hit them eight times. Like there's no reason why you should be getting fucked up by terminators if they're coming at you. Yeah. You, it's, if this they're out of this card, like a, they're dead.
4: It's like a, it's like a stick shift sports car, man. As long as you know how to fucking drive it, you can get the mileage out of it. So.
1: And I think I saw somebody online talk about it, but they're right. It's it's scary against dread claws um, yeah. because I, like I drop my I like to drop my dread call in and leave my guys in it. So that means on the opponent's next turn, my guys are still in it. They just don't move, and they get to shoot the full eight times at my Dreadclaw. I'm going to have to re-roll successful Jinx, and then it's eight, strength eight AP2. So it's pinning me on fives or sixes, and I have to re-roll. It's, I mean, it's going to kill it. So it's really good against that.
4: Ooh, man. That makes me really need one of these, because we got to <laughs> fuck enough Dread claws to... Drown someone. <laughs> There's a, yeah.
1: I mean, it really only works place, against so. it if if they're gonna stay in it. I mean, it's not gonna stop right. like if I have fucking machine killer vets in my dread claw. I'm just gonna get out and fucking kill this thing. Yeah. Like I don't give a f- like. I'm just gonna jump out and go. Oh, you're fucking dead before you ever like. I don't care about you killing. my I am out of it or whatever. Yep.
0: This so. is gonna make sure that no fucking dreadnoughts stay inside their stay inside their <laughs> drop pods. Like this is that's for <laughs> damn sure. Like this is a. That's going to be rough. So, because you can't assault out of it, like if, if you try and drop pod on this, or if you try and have an answer against it with like any sort of dreadnought drop pod or anything like that, then you're getting the full brunt next turn of all eight shots coming into your dreadnought. With Leviathan, it doesn't matter. Whatever you dropped in, it's taking full on meat to face. Like it's. Yep. It's pretty brutal.
4: Oh, yeah, you for sure have to deal with this before it fucking deals with you. So it's like, no. Yeah.
1: I I just think a lot of people are going to be tempted to buy, like, at least one missile upgrade and then put fucking last cannons on it and all this other shit. And it's going to be so many points, it's just going to be like, well, that's what my machine killer vets are dropping in and taking out. Or that's what my fucking, you know, plane's flying in and shooting. Yeah. No,
0: and... If they yeah, I guess if they I mean if they bought the Sky Spear Warhead. Uh, well, What's the range on it? Forty eight. Yeah. If you have the Skyfire rule, you cannot fire at people on the ground normally, right? Uh Snapfire. Yeah, Snapfire. Snap fire. Yeah, right. okay. So that's that's dumb. Yeah.
3: Well, but the gun What's has dumb? it, not the tank.
0: The rounds have it. Yeah. Not th- yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. So the last cannons wouldn't have to snap fire on ground targets.
0: Yeah, but it wouldn't have interceptor if you were to try and drop pod some veterans onto it. Yeah. So in order to get the interceptor rule, you have to use those skyfire. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to have skyfire. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Vets, so it's, vets it's are really good only
1: go. good at intercepting
0: flyers. Yeah. 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 Say so, yeah. the Arqua. It's gonna. It's gonna. I mean, it's it it's exciting to see this because it's a whole new unit that like it will change metas like where it's at. I mean, yeah, you people can play it. See, it's a solid yeah. tank. Yeah. It's a fucking, solid I don't tank. think
1: it's like, I don't think it's like an auto win thing. I don't think it's something you need to include in every list or, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's a good solid unit that provides a, you know, a decent tactical option for a yeah. fair points cost.
4: Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people like picking them up just cause you know, it's the new thing and it does a lot of cool stuff. But once that shine wears off, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not that crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: So that's it for that. It. It's no axe, but you know, it gets the job done. <laughs> it gets the yep. job done.
4: <laughs> I gotta go. I'll so, see you guys later.
0: We'll catch you later, okay. Scott. Yeah. Take easy, later, Scott. man. All right, Ryan. So next up on the list, we got a 3,000 point Reaping Death Guard list. That's, that's going to be all you right there. Let me go ahead and pull up the email. Uh, So this comes from Jordan. He says, howdy, gents. I need some help on a list front. It's somewhat of a specific theme, but no model restriction. Death Guard, Reaping Ride of War, or others work, if better, 3,000 points. Theme is Rapid Assault. I'd love to have at least two units of Assault Marines. I figured that Rad Grenades would help make Assault Marines better. Other than that, have fun. Thanks for the help and the amazing show. Cheers, Jordan. So what did you do for Jordan? Jordan's a Patreon supporter. And he's a yes. sick-ass dude. God bless you, Jordan. We love So
1: him. I already sent him this list, and he seemed to like it. So this is... People are going to hear this and go, well, that's not very Death Guard, or this and that, or whatever, because I put... I mean, he wanted Assault Marines in here, and... And he wanted Rapid Assault, though. So Rapid Assault, to me, is like... Flyers, bikes, jump pack guys, you know, things like that. So... This is going to seem not very death guard but you got to remember like all legions had you know what I mean the capabilities and these unit types. Yeah. So I'm just trying to fit his theme that he came up with. I'm not necessarily trying to stick with like the most common theme with death guard. So I'm just trying to use death guard to fit the theme that he wanted, I guess. So there's kind of some unusual choices when you think death guard in here. So I did go ahead and stick with Reaping like he wanted, and I put Assault Marines in here like he wanted. So this is what I came up with. So I got a Praetor with Paragon Blade, Melt-to-Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Rad Grenades on a Space Marine bike. Um, Then I got a Siege Breaker with a single phosphex Bomb, an Artificer Armor with a Power Fist, also on a Space Marine bike. Which is kind of funny. Imagine a guy riding around with Fucking phosphex bombs on a motorcycle. It's kind of hilarious. I like I the imagine idea of that. Like
0: in like a sock. He has them in a sock and he just like <laughs> swings it around and flings it.
1: <laughs> um so the like I said, this is the reaping ride of war. Um so for troops, um I took a the first troop choice is a unit of 13 assault marines. Um two of them have power weapons. The sergeant has artificer armor. Death Shroud, Power Scythe, and Rad Grenades, and the entire unit has Melta Bombs. Um For the second Troop's Choice, I took an identical unit to that, so two units exactly the same, like that. Um, for the third Troop's Choice, I took a Veteran Squad, because you got to remember in the Reaping, you can take Veterans and Heavy Support Marines as non-compulsory Troop's Choices. So for the third Troop's Choice, I took a 10-man Veteran Squad with Marksmen, um two of the guys have power weapons. Two of the guys have flamers. The entire unit has melta bombs and the sergeant has artificer armor, power scythe and rad grenades. Um then for the fourth troops uh selection, I took a five man veteran squad. These guys have machine killer. Um all five of the guys including the sergeant have combi meltas and the sergeant has artificer armor. For the fifth and final troop's choice, I have an identical squad to the one above. So another five-man machine-killer squad with five combi-meltas. Sergeant has artificer armor. Um, for elites, I have an apothecary uh, with an augury scanner on a bike. So that's going to go with the two bike characters. For fast attack, so the reaping only gets a single fast attack selection. So I took a five-man attack bike squadron. I guess it would be a ten-man squadron. It's a five-bike squadron. So all five attack bikes have multi-meltas and melt bombs. And the siege breaker, Praetor, and Library or in apothecary join them. So it makes it an eight, an eight-bike squad. For heavy support, I have a Land Raider Achilles, uh, with the only upgrades being phosphex Canister Shot on the Quad Mortar and a Dozer Blade. And one of the five-man veteran squads go in there. For the second heavy support. Choice. I have another Achilles the same way. Also, phosphex. Also, dozer blade. And the other five man veteran squad goes in there. Um, for the third heavy support slot, I have a land raider Phobos with a dozer blade and armored ceramite. And the ten man vet squad goes in there, so they can come out, um, shoot their sniper flamers and uh, sniper bolt pistols, and then assault in with four attacks per guy with rad grenades, which is pretty rad. <laughs> and then for the no for the Lord of War. No pun intended. Then for Lord of War, I took a suborbital wing um, with a single Crusader strike fighter with Kraken penetrators on the wings and battle servitor. Because I would want to see an Avenger painted up Death Guard with the fucking white and green all dirty fucking... I just think that's cool.
0: It would look real dope.
1: And it's... I figure like the Avenger seems like the most Death Guard flyer because it's just like a blunt slow flying instrument like a warthog it's just ugly and brutal
3: yeah
0: yeah if i google death guard avenger nothing comes up so you could be the first person to have a death guard avenger so he wanted rapid assault so you got the
1: three land raiders so you got all your infantry guys mounted in tough to kill tanks that can drive forward so that's going to be fast and then they also have like a little bit of a siege element to them with the uh, the quad launchers on the uh, Achilles. Um, and then you got the two assault marine squads that would be able to keep up with their jump packs. And then you got the attack bike squad. So the reason the attack bikes are cool, we've talked about them several shows in a row. They're four attacks base on the charge because they're two base attacks, two close combat weapons, and then one for the charge. And then they also have hammer of wrath because they're a bike. And then these particular ones, because they have a character attached to them with rad grenades, you know they're going to be able to wound easier. And then you've got a pretty killy praetor with a paragon blade in there to, um, you know, stiffen up that close combat. Then with the siege breaker in there with a the power fist, you got another guy adding to that close combat. But the cool thing about the siege breaker is he adds tank hunter to any heavy weapon in the unit, so all five of those multi meltas are going to have tank hunter in the bike unit. And then his Power Fist in Close Combat is going to have Tank Hunter because all his attacks benefit from it. And then the Apothecary in the unit is going to give them all Feel No Pain. And you got to remember they're Tough Five, so you're going to get your Feel No Pain against most things. Um, And then also, because the Apothecary has an Augury Scanner, your Augury Scanner gives you Intercept um, within 18 inches with any Rapid Fire or Heavy Weapon. So because the Attack Bikes have both a Rapid Fire and Heavy Weapon on each Attack Bike, you can intercept with both the combi bolter and the multi melta on the bike with tank hunting multi meltas
0: That's badass.
1: That's so it's just a super well rounded unit there,
0: versatile as shit. Yeah.
1: And then um, the the crusader the the crusader avenger uh, strike fighter gives you a little bit of anti air, which the Achilles um, shooting the shatter shots off the Achilles and. Uh, the twin link multi and the twin link las can like you have plenty of anti air just snap firing all that shit and then the crusader will add a little bit more and then it gives you a little bit more. I just feel like this fits the theme that he wanted really well. A rapid assault, uh, you know, death guard theme. Um, I, I think like every fucking unit has rad grenades in it. Um, almost every unit has some type of chemical weapons in it with you know the the sh- the chemical weapon upgrade on the the. I guess not ever Like, the the fucking sniper vets have the chemical flamers. Um, You got phosphex bombs in here. And then you got some phosphex on the uh, two Achilles. I I think it's a pretty... I think it's a good list, and I think it would be fun to play and fun to paint up and have some unique stuff in it.
0: Some quick units, man. I mean, it's a fast-playing Death Guard list, for sure. You don't really... you You see, like, Reaping you think it's going to be like a kind of a gun line kind of list, you know, way yeah. for you to come to it, but this is a go out and get it kind of list. I really dig how, how you designed it. I mean, attack bikes, Avengers is pretty, pretty bonkers. I mean, that's is, that is definitely, you did follow the theme that Jordan set out there. So, uh, and I, I mean, uh, it still has three fucking
1: land Raiders in it, you know, and it's got, it's got three land Raiders in it. And I feel like I tried to choose, like, beefy units, you know, with the attack bikes. I think of all the bikes, attack bikes seem the most Death Guard. You know, with the, the multiple wound, the two riders with the sidecar, with the, you know, up-gunned. Like, and then I think the plane. I think the Avengers, the most Death Guard choice for a plane. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I,
0: I think it still feels pretty Death Guard. Hell yeah. Jordan, send us some pictures, man. I... Di- Did Jordan sign up for Miles' Patreon? I feel like he did. I feel like he's... I'm not sure. Okay. Because I was going to say, man, get some Death Guard fucking Little Legend action on that Avenger. Be sick as shit. So, anyway. Second list, another Death Guard list. And this one actually came from our Facebook Messenger. Yep. This came from Phil. Phil says... I need to put together a Death Guard list. I only have Death Shroud, Grave Warden, Two Tactical Ten h Five Vets with Kami Flames, Five Heavy Support, Volk, Culvern. How to Build Off This Help. <laughs> yep. That's thanks what he so. Said thanks. Thanks <laughs> for your support, Phil. Like, hope you're listening to this right now. Like th- I call these dick pick. Like this is like to me, this is like a dick pick, like the dick pick version of like getting li- help with your list. Like, here's my list.
3: Here's what I got. Yeah. Fix
0: it, fix it, fix it, <laughs> fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. It's, it's direct. It's very
1: directed to the point. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Right, sir. Please so down the next so, window. So... We'll have your list ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so stick with me on this list and and go because I'm going to go through, through what I took and then check mark off the list of shit that he had because uh, the whole theme behind this list was to u- use every single model that he because he was like I have this. How do I make an army? Like, what do I add to this to make an army out of it? So I tried to build, I tried to build an army out of it just by adding to what he had without making him spend like to get there in the least amount of expenditure money
0: wise. Does that make sense? Why are I you tried to, I tried to build an army based on the models he had. Good job. Like, that's like... <laughs> come on, Phil. Sit as <laughs> a list, bud. Like. It's all good. Good. Oh like,
1: well. <laughs> like so. Anyway, so I I got a uh, Praetor in in Terminator armor. He's in Tartarus Terminator armor. Um, taking a uh, the right of war, the reaping. Um, got a the guy has a combi flamer with Kim munitions, a chain fist, digital lasers, iron halo, grenade harness, rad grenades. So this is something he doesn't own. He's going to have to. You know, kit bash up one of these, but I figured it's not gonna be hard to get a Tardaros Terminator. You are gonna be able to find them all over eBay with the uh, Prospero box release. Um, there is gonna be a bunch of these out there. You should be able to buy them um, in singles or squad of five or whatever. Plus, you also have that Tribune model that came out that's in Tartaros. There is several like individual oh, Tartaros. Yeah. That'd be real cool with the power. You power. also have that new, the new guy with the uh, the Thunderhammer, the the Blood Raven fucking guy from Forge World, he's in Tartarus armor. You could with convert one of those up.
0: Simpson Head. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, you're going to have to get that guy. or, or You could also use a uh, Death Shroud. You could convert a Death Shroud over because they're in Tartarus armor. The ones that are coming from Forge World. Um, so, anyway, you'll have to convert that one guy up. Then, for troops, I have a 10-man tactical squad. with. Um, they buy the extra sword, So, they're going to have bolt, pistol, bolt, or chainsword. The Sergeant will have Artificer Armor, Death Shroud, Power Scythe, Rad Grenades, and they're in a Rhino with a multimulta so I believe on his list he has 20 Tactical Marines, right?
0: Yes, 2 Tactical, 10 each.
1: Yep, so my the second troop choice for this Army is exactly the same thing that I just went over, so another 10 Tactical Marines with extra Close Combat Weapon, uh, Artificer Armor on the Sergeant, along with uh, Power Scythe and Rad Grenades, and they're also in a Rhino with Pendle Mounted multimulta so... He already has these units. He might just have to get a power scythe for the sergeant, and then get some rhinos. Um, then for his third and final troops choice, I have the five-man heavy support squad. Uh, all five of them have volkite culverins, and the sergeant has artificer armor and augury scanner. That's something else he owns. Correct. Yep. On his list, five okay. heavy support
0: volkite culverins.
1: Yep. So he won't. He doesn't have to buy anything there. He's already got those. Uh, then for elites. Uh, I took a six-man veteran squad. Um, All uh, five of them have combi flamers, so I think that's what he has, right? He's got a five-man...
0: Yep.
1: Yep, so he's going to have to come up with a sergeant somewhere because the sixth guy in the squad is a sergeant with artificer armor and a power scythe, so he'll just have to find another power armored guy and put a scythe on him. Um, Then for elites, I have seven Death Shroud Terminators... Um they're just standard death shroud. He's in his list of things, he says I own death shroud. He didn't say how many he owned. I don't believe you have the list. No,
0: I only have death shroud. Grey okay does. He doesn't have a list yeah. of how many, anything like that. So I would assume three.
1: Well, they come in a squad of five. Oh, I would assume five. <laughs> okay. Well, I put seven in the list. He didn't give me a number, so whatever. So there's seven in the list, and they all have melt bombs, no other upgrades. For heavy support, I took a Spartan with Armored Ceramite Flare Shield Dozer Blade. Um, Then for the second heavy support slot, I took a Land Raider Achilles with a Dozer Blade. Um, So the seven Death Shroud and the Praetor will go into the Spartan. The six veterans with the Combi Flamers will go in the Achilles. Then for the third and final heavy support, slot i have five grave warden terminators uh the, the sergeant has a power scythe and rad grenades the other four guys two of them have chain fist and two of them have power fist and then they all have the grenade launcher um and then they have a dedicated land raider phobos with dozer blade and armored ceramite so this use and i think that was the last thing on his list of models he owned correct that's it the yep so this uses every single model he owned um, I basically ju- just added transports in to put them all in, and it totals twenty four ninety nine. And if you look at this list, uh, every single thing in this list scores. He's got two tactical marines, two tactical squads, and a heavy support squad, all his troops. So all that scores. Um, the veterans, I put in elites, but they could go. I forgot that the reaping allows you to take them as troops. It doesn't really matter. They're implacable advance or troops, so I'd go ahead and move move them to troops. I forgot to do that. Um, but they're scoring either way. The Death Shroud have have Implacable Advance, so they score, and the Grave Wardens have Implacable Advance, so they score. So this has tons of scoring in it. So you're going to be able to capture lots of objectives. Um, With the Spartan, the Achilles, and the Phobos, you're going to have three varieties of land raiders that are all hard to kill. You have 12 Terminators in here, seven of which are two wounds, and then you have the Terminator Praetor with three wounds. That's going to be hard to kill. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid list. I like should it. get done what get done?
0: I like that you're on your uh, your Achilles uh, Achilles horse again. Like I really do like that you squeeze that in there. Well, uh, the thing was he had that
1: he had that five man flamer squad, yeah. And the way that the points fell at the end of the list, it was like, well, you could put these Kim flamer guys in a rhino, but then they're just gonna die because your opponent's not gonna let you get any shreddings, fucking sniper flamers anywhere near them if they're just in a rhino they're just going to kill that rhino and kill those guys. So I was like, if you put them in a land raider, it makes them way harder to kill, but then you're wasting an entire land raider on five or six guys cuz it doesn't they don't fill it up. Yep. And they're not really built they're not really built for assault. They're built to get out and shoot. Um and with that many sniper ending flamers, even if you did put assault weapons in there, you're likely to get out and kill so many back that you're not going to be in assault range anymore.
0: So they're like the so, perfect unit to go into Achilles.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll throw an Achilles in there. So he could he could swap it out for a Phobos if he wanted, and it would save you thirty points. And then with those extra thirty points, you could make the vet squad a little bigger. I was just trying to stick to models that he had because he said he only had five of the vets. So I just kept it to a small squad.
0: Yeah, that's pretty dope. He can use the three fourteen all around tanks to guard the the rhinos and everything like that. It's a cool list. I mean it's gonna yeah. do, as long as you play it aggressive, you gotta be aggressive with it. Can't hold yeah. back. There's a lot
1: of there's a lot so he can drive up, it's gonna have a lot of melta bombs. It's got a or it's the anti tank comes from assaulting with the Death Shroud with melta bombs and the Praetor with Chain Fist out of the Spartan, and then the Grave Wardens assaulting out of the Phobos into something. And then uh also the obviously the multi meltas and the last cannons on the Spartan the and land raider Spartan. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little light on anti-tank, but not extremely light. It's more... The anti-tank comes from assault, not from shooting.
0: It's aggressive. It's an aggressive loose. It's going to be a good time. And then you also yeah. have the multi-melt on your rhinos, so... Right. Every, everything he, in there, yeah.
1: If he, he wanted to swap... If he doesn't like the Achilles, you could swap it for a Phobos, but if you did that, I would get rid of the... Flamer veterans and just run them as normal, just stock Machine standard vets. vets. Well, that's too expensive because then you got to buy combi weapon. Like you're in the same points value thing. What I would do honestly is just leave them bare bones vets with just bolters. Give them marksmen so they're okay at shooting against things with the toughness value. Give all the guys in the squad a bombs and then put them in a phobos so they can assault out and clamp ten a bombs on a vehicle. Use it that way.
0: Yeah. Are you dropping? So he could.
1: Yeah. Well, if he dropped the... Because the, he's already got 50 points in combi weapons on the six-man squad. So if he just dropped the combi weapons off the six-man squad, he would have enough to make it a 10-man squad um, with bombs, And then you're also going to save 30 points by dropping the Achilles down to a Phobos with Armored Ceramite and Dozer Blade to, to fill out that squad. So you could either run... The 10-man squad with bombs and Marksman and a Phobos or the six-man squad with Flamers and the Achilles. Because he was asking me why I chose an Achilles over a Phobos. And it's like, well, it really comes down to what unit goes in it, what's in the rest of the list, what role are you having these guys play. So that's I'm kind of trying to explain that so he can listen and determine. I'm Because it's like one's not really better than the other. It's situational.
0: Yeah. Apples to oranges, tomatoes to apples. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, dig it. So rock and roll, man. Solid list. Hope you like that, Phil. Uh, going your way. So next up on the list is a three thousand point bloody claws space wolf list, and that's all you, Derek.
3: Yeah, uh, we had Dan from the uh, Patreon chat uh, chime in with this one. uh Send it to Ryan and Michael. I'm kind of stepping in, kind of. Try my hand at this real quick. Dan says, What up, gents? Dan from Crusader Chat here. I got a list for you. Playing in a 3,000-point event next weekend using standard Age of Darkness rules. I like the straightforward game plan of a Primark and a Spartan, and this is the Space Wolf version of it, using the Bloodied Claws Rite of War. Redblade's ability keeps the deployment flexible, and pretty much every unit's a threat in close combat, and there's a good amount of scoring units. Unless otherwise noted, combi weapons are Meltas, power weapons are Axes. Uh, My other... uh, <clears throat> my other idea for the event was to bring a falchion instead of russ bringing a big tank is always cool but i don't think it'd be too good an event like that it's mostly to stunlock titans and ordonatus in apocalypse battles but let me know what you think so he's got the he's got a varl red blade that space special character the one that uh, makes three infantry units outflank he's got a uh, priest of fenris speaker of the dead with a great frost great frost blade and ether rune armor a bog standard centurion with artificer armor, a frost claw, and a boarding shield. Then he goes on to 10 Grey Slayers with the Sergeant's got a power fist, artificer armor, two power weapons in the unit, and two combi meltas in the unit, with a rhino with the dozer blade, extra armor, and the pental multi-melta, and he has two of that unit. Then he's got a 20-man unit of Grey Slayers. The sergeant's got a power fist and ar- artificer armor five power weapons, and four power fists. Then he's got a unit of five Roger Terminators. The sergeant's got a power fist and a frost blade. Then he's got two with power fists, two with chain fists, and they've all got an extra frost blade. And those are coming in a Phobos with a dozer blade, extra armor, and armored ceramite. Then he's got a Contemptor Mortis with the carries pattern assault cannons and extra armor. And then rounding that out, he's got five uh, marksman vets with combi flamers in a rhino with dozer blade and extra armor. And then a Spartan assault tank with armored ceramite, flare shield, and dozer blade. And then Lehman Russ. And he says that the 20-man squad, the Centurion, uh, Russ, the Speaker, and Red Blade go in the Spartan.
1: Oh. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So 20-man unit, so Russ is 2.
3: Yeah, so 22. So that's, t-
1: that's 22, and then...
3: Red Blades and oh, o- Tartaros, so that's 24 plus the Speaker of the Dead, which is 25. And then the Centurion. Is with the uh, Vets. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, so that makes sense. I got you.
3: So yeah, just looking at that, it's a pretty good Rhino Rush, looks like. Looks, uh, you know Right up there with the best of them. Uh, the only thing that i thought was kind of weird is that one dreadnought just kind of chugging along behind the tanks and i guess that's to keep uh keep drop strike deep striking meltivets off of his ass
1: but we talked about that if you intercept your snap firing against ground targets cuz it gains skyfire and intercept when it doesn't move
3: yeah so that was one thing that i thought was kind of a uh, Kinda weird. I didn't go ahead and rewrite the list because I mean it looks like you've got it pretty rounded out. So there's not a whole lot I would mess around with it. Uh, usually the Viraga Terminators, I'm not a huge fan of them. I think they're a little points heavy for what they do. So looking at it, if you dropped those down to standard Legion Terminators, you'd be giving up uh, you'd be giving up stubborn, fear, uh, the ability for any of them to answer or issue challenges as well as Hammer of Wrath, which, uh, because and we, uh, they're also
1: weapon skill five, right? I think they go down to weapon skill four.
3: Yeah. But they go back to five on the charge. Okay.
1: I got you. Cause the space wolf rules. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But with, so the Hammer of Wrath, they have to charge six inches for, so they have to roll above six and they have to actually move more than six. But since they're in an assault vehicle and you have, uh, your right of war gives you, the uh, Howl of the Death Wolf, where you can re-roll your charge and run distances. And then Lehman Russ also gives you that. So, assuming you take uh, Vol Redblade as your as your Warlord, he gives all Space Wolves within 12 inches preferred enemy infantry.
1: You can't be your Warlord. Russ has to be your Warlord if you take Russ. Okay. If he swapped Russ out for the Big tank, like he was talking about.
3: Yeah. What you're saying. Okay, well... Then with Russ as your warlord, it looks like uh, all of your infantry are troops then. Yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, with that, you can reroll your charges. So it'd be actually yeah. a pretty safe bet to try to make that six-inch charge with the Hammer of Wrath. But uh, you'd also be losing out on, I think, one, two, three, four power. Yeah, four power fist attacks and two chain fist attacks. But with the extra points from dropping those down to Legion Terminators, you could upgrade that Mortis to a Derradeo with the Plasma Cannonade. Yep. Or what you could also do is swap out that Contemptor Mortis. Uh, I worked out that same Contemptor Cortis with that same loadout is going to be just a little bit cheaper as well. And then that gives it the ability to overcharge the engine to let it reroll run. So if it doesn't have anything to shoot at that turn, it can kind of keep up with those tanks a little better. And just make it move yeah, the s- whole time. <laughs> Back
1: yeah, if, against the. If you tank? swap to if you swap to a Cortis, I would definitely drop one of the guns and go run a at least one close combat weapon.
3: Yeah, you can run all sorts of Cortis with it. Uh, one thing I really like about this is the Red Blade, the Rhinos, or the uh, the Terminators in the Phobos. Of those four vehicles, any three of them can just scout. So any of them can outflank.
1: You don't... He doesn't have to be the warlord to do
3: that? No, just as long as he's in your list. Okay. So any of your tanks, aside from the Dreadnought or the Spartan, can outflank. Cool.
1: Looks Does it give you shit. scout or give you outflank? Scout. So you can you could either choose to scout them or outflank them.
3: Yeah. And so yeah. with those Terminators, like... The reason he kept them without the guns with the extra Frostblade is that the Frostblades are specialist weapons. So it gives you the extra attack on the uh, right. on the fists the and charges. And that's yep. why you'd be losing the attacks if you dropped them down to regular Terminators. So, yeah, normally, like I said, I'm not a fan of the Virager, but with what you've got going here, it looks pretty solid. Yeah, so yep. Just kind of throwing out some options with the uh, swapping around the Dreadnought and the uh, Terminators.
1: You could run a Sakaran, like we just talked about Sakarans, that's about the same points. Just drop the dreadnought for a Sakaran. You could run a unit of javelins would be a solid choice. Javelins are always good. Uh, you could take uh Scorpus Whirlwind, be decent. Plasma Predator would be good. There's quite a few like cheaper choices for that mid range thing that you can swap about for that dreadnought.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, if you wanted to wait, you could wait for the feel yeah, that, That's what fill I was going to say. Real well.
3: I just had I just yep. heard a very like riveting discussion on why the Arquois is a fantastic tank.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing at calling it the Arquah. The Arquois. <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear fucking uh, JP like say some big like introduce it in French and just throw Arquah in there because it sounds very French. <laughs> well, no, I'm laughing at the idea of the
3: Space Wolves calling it the Arquah. Yeah, like in they French. Really like. <laughs> Scandinavian dudes like here we have the Arquois. He's <laughs>
1: like Jimapel Liman Russ. Is <laughs> hey,
0: hey. Legion Sicarian Arquois. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jimapel Russ. <laughs> <laughs> so so fucking that is we need that on a shirt.
3: Gentleman Russ. <laughs> Jimba was my name, with like a rapier instead of a fucking axe. <laughs> I like it, but yeah, Dan, looks like you got a pretty solid list here. I'm um, not sure Ryan didn't want to do it. I guess he just fucking hates space wolves or hates you or something. <laughs> oh,
1: no. no. I just, I'd already, I'd already done three this week, so I just kicked it over to you and Scott. Yeah, it was my wife's birthday this week. We were busy. I was uh, going to the wolf retreat and driving <laughs> around with her, building bar stools and painting terrain and. I'd already done three.
0: I'd reached my workload for the week. He was he was doing <laughs> on site study on True Space Wolf. Like uh, he was yeah. he was doing research.
1: Phoenix <laughs> <Mixed Hilux>
3: DNA. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so, man, looks fun. It's fun as fuck. Yeah, looks good. Get
0: you an Arqua. Dig it. Or if you are going to run a Quartus or any sort of Dreadnought, run it backwards, moonwalk it the whole way up because. Uh,
3: That's the cool thing. Oh, man. If you get
0: deep struck on or you get meltivetted on, (laughs) that burr armor is fucking dead. (laughs) But anyway, that's it, man. That's all for this episode now. We did it. We knocked it out, boys. I think this was a great episode. Hopefully, guys, if y'all can go out there and just, you know, make sure everybody's pronouncing the new Sakarin right, we'll be all right. (laughs) so um, come to my
1: event if anybody wants to come to my event september
0: 23rd it's on facebook do not fucking if you're even even close to the area make sure you drive up to that event like if you're two hours away from just you know right now on your phone go type in martinsville indiana see how far you are if you're under two hours and you don't go well you're kind of fucking yourself i mean that's really the case it's it's a the
1: the event's called Oath, oath of moment um kurt made posters for it already did you see the poster, Michael?
0: I haven't. I haven't seen the poster. What? I know I've sent it to you. Been, been what do you busy. mean you've been busy? been fucking doing IT stuff in New Mexico. I tried to get Kirk to make a poster for Heresy Camp, but I know he's been busy. He he made one for my Dark Age event, too. Uh, oh, that, that's why he hasn't been able to make a Heresy Camp. I know once I get... Oh, man. We got this sweet-ass idea to have... a. Uh, Bunch of warlord titans, like, uh, with sticks, holding sticks. Check your messages. Holding pipes over a a bonfire with, like, little (laughs) warhounds, like, walking around them and stuff like that. That's going to be tight. That's going to be dope. Oh, yeah, it looks great. Oh, at the moment. I love all the little models at the bottom. Yep. That was cool shit. Cool as fuck, dude. So...
1: Yeah, so he's already made a poster. We're good to go. We're going to give away some pretty cool prizes. Um, we've talked about the, the details are all on Facebook if people want to come. I think there's... We're only going to be able to have about in the neighborhood of 20 people. And I think there's already like 14 people. It's either 12 people coming or 14 people coming. And then 12 or 14 people interested. So I'd say it'll sell out.
0: Make sure you so get you in there, guys. Don't miss a Ryan Kimmel event, especially... Like I said, if you're within two hours, fucking get to it, boys. I'm building all this fucking crazy terrain for
1: Michigan GT that's going to get purpose for this event as well. So you're going to get to play on all the new
0: terrain I'm building. Oh my god, don't fuck yourself. Don't play yourself. Just go. So that works out? So that's all I got, guys. If... You want to contact us in any way, we have a Facebook page, Radio Freest Van. Go give it a a look. Uh, If you want to contact us, there's four emails you can send to Michael at Warhammer30k.com, Ryan at Warhammer30k.com, Derek at Warhammer30k.com, and Scott at Warhammer30k.com. We also have a hotline you can call in and leave a voicemail to. That is 209-RFI-30K0. You can leave us a voicemail, Uh, any sort of story share it with us we'll be glad to play it on the air if you have an event you want to shout it out you can definitely leave us a voicemail Uh, if you're an international listener or you have a super long voicemail you can go ahead and record it send us an email we'll go ahead and play it live on the air and um, we also for those of you that really like this show we also have a patreon page uh, patreon support page we have a special chat that the guys sit in and we talk all day and it's nonstop heresy so if you really interested there is also that uh coming up this week guys just wanted to give it a shout out uh david sampson got hit up by shapeways powerful lice over at shapeways hit him up and he has the fool comrade quiche custode's knight titan that he'll be giving away so Go to uh, Facebook Black Label Painting. Go check him out. And I think it's a like-share giveaway kind of thing. Go check that out. Don't miss out because he's got the full Comrade Quiche Custodes Night Titan kit. He's actually painting it right now. So, like I said, it's going to be pretty cool. So, go go check that out. Make sure. and, And once again, guys, I can only stress the more you support this the more things like this happen so you know go give shapeways a like go let shapeways know that you know you were sent over there The radio Free Esteban or black label painting that way they will continue to reach out to smaller podcasts and things like that and uh keep all those things going so other than that i got nothing else you done ryan you got anything else you want to toss in there if they want to listen to my
1: voice uh, more, I did the episode of the Varangian Heresy, and it's out now. Um, we posted it on our uh, Facebook. It's their latest episode that's out. We talked about terrain for like three hours and how to paint terrain, how to build terrain, different companies with terrain. It's a pretty cool episode. And uh, I also play a game called Dark Age by Cool Mini or Not, and I do a podcast for that as well. The podcast for that is Echoes of Samaria. So. If you want to uh, maybe get into another game, if you just just at your heresy limit and still need more miniature wargaming, um, check out Dark Age. It's pretty cool. You only need about five six models to play, so it's not it doesn't really affect you know playing heresy. It gives you a chance to play another game without really cutting into your hobby time much. For I just heresy. remember,
0: you got your episode wrong on your your podcast too. I forget, Like I just remembered. Like on this last episode five, you got it wrong and you got corrected. So like that curse, like carried over onto this episode. of Well,
1: it's because we don't, <laughs> we don't like, we should probably do, I mean, we do do a little bit of like pre-episode, like preparation, but not nearly fucking what we should. <laughs> but, like if you listen to the other dark age podcast, the the new Ashkelon radio one, Jay and fucking uh, Chad, like they're always editing shit, doing all this and, uh, me and Jay were talking. He's like, "Oh, I had to do this much editing, and I'm like, editing. Fuck, we just hit play, bro, and just record, and then hit stop at the end, and then that's it.
0: <laughs> we, we don't, don't do hard. anything else." Damn right. <laughs> 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 that's the way to do it there from the no get go, son. From the get go. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they like actually try and like you know like have a
0: format, things like that. That's so we're just not not as professional, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get bitched at for not having one hundred percent thirty K content.
3: I hope we had enough this time.
0: I hope we had enough. I just for all of you out there who listen to this. I thought I thought last episode was solid. Like I thought had, last episode was solid. Like I thought Yeah. Well I
1: don't know. It doesn't it it's one of those things like Hater's I don't really care. It. I mean like I get it. I mean if somebody just wants to listen to straight heresy stuff, but you know, some of the fans of the show like us to mix it up. You're not going to be able to please everybody. If we got rid of all the banter and silly shit, people would be like, what happened to all the cool voice mails or what happened? Yeah. (laughs) like, And then if if you, if you don't do it, I mean, I guess I'd rather just put out more free content and then you can just, you know, (laughs) choose to skip it. I mean, what's it (laughs) it's, (laughs) I'm not trying to be a smart ass. It's just the truth. You know what I mean? Like what's it hurting? You're getting more free shit to listen to that. You're not paying for that you have the option to just skip past and go to whatever you want to listen to within the episode. Sorry
0: for fucking inconveniencing you so much.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not...
0: See, now now you're being a little bit of a jerk about it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, yeah. Anyway, well, that's it, guys. Hope you have a good one. Hope that this next episode that's going to pop up on our podcast is something awesome. You all have a good one, guys. We'll catch you guys later. place. I wished that it would go away, but it's useless, even if it burns down the wreckage and ash are still there.